To the no name RC podcast, get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this. Hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. Yeah. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Alessi the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our team. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. What's up? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode number 265, the last show of 2023 and the last lefties off the record. I want to thank everybody for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody. I hope you all had a merry, merry Christmas. But you know the routine. We got to start sharing this because, I'm, you know, I copied JQ on this one. We only got 50 people in her. So, you know, we got to get to 100. We got a little bit of a giveaway from Carl RC. We got Mike Pan. I know I'm going to butcher his name, Panic, Panic, We'll let him say his name and he comes on, on because I'm going to butcher it. He's going to come on and talk a little bit about Carl RC products. So this part, this part of the podcast is brought to you by Carl RC. Then you have Lance McDonald, who's patiently waiting in the camper with his good friend Nugget to uh, talk a little bit about what, what we got planned coming up uh, this year in 2024. And then we're going to get into the nitty gritty of things. We got to talk about silly season. Uh, upcoming travels, best of, different stuff, and just hang out for a little bit and all that type of stuff. But before we get into all of that, please share. Share this on Facebook. Share this. Share to YouTube. Share Facebook. Share it to your groups. I know it's Thursday. People are probably watching football and whatever, but good evening, everybody. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who joined in on our Christmas show. If you won a, a prize in the Christmas show, go find out what you won. Please. Email me your address and what you want so I can start getting this out and getting you guys prizes. I'm not, I, I, you guys got to go. That's all. You got to go watch it. If you didn't watch it, you probably won because <laughs> it had patrons and NNRC members in there. So go in there, check out, see what you want. I've re received a few emails. I think I've received four emails and we gave away a lot of prizes. So go in there, check it out. And um, yeah, um, let me know what you want. Email is the no name rcpc at gmail.com it's all there in the written description it's probably like near the end of the podcast too so you can check it out but before i go on any further i just need to say some thank yous and uh first off thank you to all of the nnrc squad around the world it's been a great 2023 i've had a great time coming around uh traveling a lot meeting a lot of you and it all starts again next week and um i can't wait if you you know i got stickers for you guys just went and picked them up today so come hit me up if you need some stickers or want to get some stickers for a friend at a race. 
Uh, I love you guys repping the NNRC. Also, thank you to the patrons of the NNRC. Without you guys doing the extra work, I can't do it without you guys. So thank you very much. Also to the NNRC members, YouTube members, if you wish to support this podcast a little bit financially, you can with uh, um, uh, through Vip Patreon or through the uh, YouTube membership. Hello, Vicky. Oh, Sparker is definitely something we're going to talk about today. Uh, Vicky Newland, how are you doing? I think that's either Tony or Nikki, but hello, guys. How are you? Uh, of Clinic RC. Also, thank you to all the awesome companies that support the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. If you're a company and you wish to, you think this is a great platform to promote your, advertise your product, hit us up. We are taking an application. We are taking on some people, some more companies for 2024. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sun Pedal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Hot Race Tires, Mayako, Beach RC, Clinic RC, Techno RC, Ignite Design RC, Stacked RC, Donovan RC, Racecraft USA, Shout out to the Florida RC Championships, Elite RC uh, pro- products, Productions. I get, keep get. I want to say products, but it's productions. Shout out to my boy Gene Strout. Check him out if you guys want to get some cars built or any maintenance to your car. SJ Racing or Gene Strout Jr. on Facebook. House of RC, Carl RC, RCGP. Shout out to our drivers, David Ronald, Jared Thibault, Robert Batty, Alexander Hagberg, and Maddie G. So, um, we will... We will take questions. I see people are going crazy in the chat already. Good evening, everybody. Hello, Kevin. Ed, Bobby Thomas was in here. Jason, the original Bruggener, Charlie Mack, Fred Costa, Ronan456, Bob's RC, Stuart, Fernando Arduino, uh, who's going to be hosting the Worlds. Can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about, that's a good topic, uh, Bobby. Let's talk about the state of RC in our rant. But before we do that, uh, we're going to bring on Mike. He's going to do some spotlight on Carl RC products. Uh, Carl RC and, and the No Name RP, RC podcast have teamed up. We have some Carl RC mats, and uh, I have a big package that I'm waiting to get as well. I'll hopefully, get it out, uh, get it before I leave. And I'll have some uh, happy, hey, Blake Baker, how are you? Happy New Year to you. Thank you for everything. Uh, use some of the Carl RC products on my, my son's RC boat right there. So we'll bring Mike in, he'll pronounce his name properly. Uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit of Carl RC products, and we'll give a few away. What's up, Mike? Please hey, say your name. Uh, Mike Panakia. Panakia, see? You almost had it. I almost had it. Uh, we, I, I've never met you before. We just talked a little briefly before you came on her. I know we've been planning to get you on her for quite a while. This man's on vacation, and and he's doing this. So thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate that. And um, thank you for coming on. But Mike Panakia, you're a representative of Carl RC. Uh, you're telling me you are from Detroit. And yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and your racing background and your involvement with Carl RC before we move on, please. Yeah, so uh, just like anybody else, I started as a young kid back in the 80s racing uh, carpet. Uh, the only thing around was stadium trucks. Um, then I had a long hiatus, uh, probably about seven-ish years ago. Um, my wife took me to, uh, Windsor, uh, to rent some tracks of slashes. Uh, and then I caught the bug again. Uh, and then I started racing 10 scale again. Um, all classes pretty much. Uh, and it got me hooked. Um, I don't know. At first I don't think she was uh, too happy about it, but now she's, she's a uh, big supporter. So, um, then I started racing. Um, I got with cow RC. I started using their products. 
Um, I was inquiring about being a member of the team. And from there on, uh, now I'm the team recruiter. Uh, I'm here to talk about some products. Um, and uh, yep, pretty much all I do is uh, 10 scale indoor uh, with the uh, X-ray chassis. So that's about a nutshell. That's about it. You was telling me that you guys you was recently at RC one for the J Concepts INS race that they had there, um. So that's cool. You and uh, trust me, I love racing, ten scale buggy on carpet and astroturf. It's it's the future. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> so we got a few. We yeah, got a bunch RC of uh, car RC track. fans in her. Sorry. No, I was just saying we got Bobby yeah, Thomas who's uh, freaking part, out on car RC. <laughs> I know. Part of the heart. So, um, how long have you been involved with Call RC? So, my first experience was with Sean Rusin because he's a good friend of mine. I think I'm breaking up. I'm having a bad connection. Yeah, something's not right there. Are you not hearing me? Uh, I think I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, I wasn't. Now I I am again. Okay. Uh, My first exposure to Call RC really has been Sean Rusin and Adam Ross. Uh, Both of them were friends of mine that I know. And uh, Sean has been with Car RC for quite a long time. He's the one who actually connected myself and Heath. So that was a good thing. Um, how long have you been involved with Car RC? A little over three years. Um, but those, uh, Sean and, and Adam, phenomenal guys. Um, Adam does the Caltech every other week um, on Sundays, usually at 8 o'clock. So uh, I definitely recommend hitting that up. Uh, it's a great show. I think we've already done 21 shows so far. Um, really it's an hour long and yeah 21 already i think there's 22 coming up if i'm not mistaken uh and the hour goes by really quick uh fans call in uh with questions we do giveaways uh and it's it, it's really amazing show they do a great job uh tyler and adam uh both do that show yeah i've had adam help me out with my shows as well before um and i, I met him at pmb back in 2018 so He's also been a big supporter of the podcast for a long time. So great dude. And um, I know it's heavily involved. I watch a few of his shows. So good stuff. I know that Carl is definitely making a big push into the, the racing side of things. I know you guys are very big on the bashing side. And, um, you know, you have great guys like Mark Santamaria uh, promoting your brands and Matt's and all that stuff. So I watch a lot of his stuff as well. But I know Heath really wants to push on the on the racing side of things. So why don't you tell us about some of the products that you would recommend for some of uh, the people that watch this show, which is most mostly a one eight scale based show. So they, and you know, Hey, people spend a lot of time cleaning their one eight scale cars. Yes, I know. I know they get uh, really dirty. So I guess I wouldn't go in any order. Um, but I think a lot of people that are into a scale, uh, one of their go-tos is the moose slick. Uh, silicone protector, um, which I have right here. Um, that is a excellent dirt repellent, which most of the time people use, that's what they use it for and corrosion. Uh, for instance, anytime you get your car off, you're cleaning it and you uh, are doing those uh, hinge pins. There's a, most of the time there's corrosion on those hinge pins, especially a scale. If you spray this time your hinge pins when you're doing your rebuild or a new build, that eliminates a lot of it. Um, once you get your car clean, you spray this on the bottom of your chassis, your A-arms, and so that dirt doesn't stick 
uh, as much to your car and you can just brush it off or blow it off. Um, you can even put it on your body. Uh, same thing with the dirt. I don't recommend spraying it directly to the plastic only because the aerosol itself will kind of make that body a little bit dull. It doesn't have anything to do with the, the product itself. Um, I recommend this as far as that goes, as far as the dirt repellent goes. Everyone seems to love this stuff. They go through this stuff like it's water, especially A-scale guys. That's the first one. Okay. I actually like that stuff. Uh, I used it on uh, – I was building my Ignite Design RC, shameless plug, Conver- grass conversion kit, and I had to clean up some used parts, you know, and I, I actually did two parts. So I put I used the degreaser, the, which you have in the background there. I used some of that and put it in my – what's them vibrated machines called that people use to clean jewelry and stuff? Ultrasonic I put it in there. cleaner. That's what it is, an ultrasonic cleaner. And I put it in there, and I – um. You know, did that first rinse, then I brushed it off and got it all clean. And then this stuff bought all that up to like brand new again. And I actually just recently used it yeah, on it one of my big. RC boats too to shine it up. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's really it, good stuff. It does. It, it does. It makes it look brand new. It, it, better than kit, really, uh, when you spray that on there. Give it a light coat, uh, let it dry, and then another light coat, and, and you're good to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What else would you recommend for people? I see you got some various various products back there. Yeah. Um, so the other butter, uh, yes. they come in the uh, jar, the syringe, or the two pound jug, um, whatever is most convenient to you. This is pretty much the best grease that you can get because it's it's an all in one grease. Um, mm-hmm. Gears, obviously, uh, it's temperature, the high temperature, waterproof. Uh, but especially your diff seals and your shock seals. Um, mm. I know there's a lot of different O-ring grease that's been used. I've used all of it. Uh, but this stuff completely almost reduces the swelling. Uh, I've actually left the same seals in there for a month, two, three months at a time. This stuff is still on there. So um, I always coat my diff seals and shock seals with the utter butter. Um, okay. That is a huge, yeah, that, that worked well for me. And obviously um, on your, on your gears as well. And mm-hmm. people use them from 24 scale all the way up to fifth scale. But as far as the race application goes, this is what I use. Okay. I actually haven't got any of that yet. I was just have some of it in the, in the next pack, package. I actually, I think I lost it. And then Sean oh, gave me one out. and then I, I left it. So yeah, you're missing out. <laughs> yeah. And then real quick, this is kind of like a fan favorite, the hide wipes. Mm-hmm. Um, these, these come in a, a, a 110 count. Um, there is a soft side and there is an abrasive side, um, depending on what you need to scrub. Um, this is a corrosive, non-corrosive formula. Uh, it's completely plastic and rubber safe. If you don't feel like spraying anything on your car when it's dirty, you get it off the track, especially running a scale. You just take that wipe, you wipe it down and it gets completely clean. And if you need a quick wipe on your um, rims or your tires, it's completely safe for your rubber and plastic as well. Um, so okay. this is, and then you can wipe off your mat and then you can wipe your hands off and it smells nice too. So once you start yeah. using these at the track, you get them stolen uh, because everybody at the track grabs them. Uh, but this is definitely a go-to. This is one of my go-tos at the track. And I don't race uh, a scale. I race 10 scale carpet, but that stuff still gets dirty. So the hide wipes <laughs> are, are a must for me. Okay. 
And then, of course, you have uh, the degreaser, which is pretty good. The Moo Clean degreaser. You have one in an aerosol can, as well as the the um, spray bottles and whatnot, as well. Yep. So this is the this is the Moo Clean uh, electronic cleaner degreaser. This is a corrosive cleaner. This is something if you want something completely degreased, um, mm-hmm. that or you you want your screws a uh, metal on metal with the screw onto uh, you're putting some Loctite on it. You can spray this on there, making sure all that gunk is off. If you're gluing your tires and you want the bead clean, you can use this. Um, the cool thing about this is it's not as abrasive. This, all these things are specifically made for RC. So it's not like mm-hmm. you're going to the automotive store and getting a brake cleaner where it's completely corrosive uh, and abrasive to your car. So this is actually, this dries very well and it's not as corrosive. Um, so I go through this like glue or like water because I'm constantly changing my, my diffs, um, different oils and whatnot. So all my metals, I'll use this to spray it down. Um, again, I go through this constantly, but this is, this is what you want. If you want something completely degreased, the other cleaner mm-hmm. is the part and chassis wash, which this is, uh, a non-corrosive cleaner that actually has ceramic coating in it. And you can actually feel the ceramic, uh, when you touch, uh, touch it on your fingers. This is a part and chassis wash, which means if you get your car off the track, you spray it down, spray it anywhere you want. It's not electronic safe. Uh, you let it sit for a couple minutes and then either blow it off or wipe it off. Um, and it gives an extra protectant because it has that ceramic coating on it. So this mm. is a non-corrosive. This is a corrosive. This is something you want completely degreased. This is not. For instance, if you get this on your seals or your shock seals, your diff seals, it's not going to take the uh, grease away. This will. Mm-hmm. And that's a concentrate right there that you have too. So you yep, can mix this is it a concentrate. Water. Yep, it makes it as strong as you want. It comes in a 16-ounce, 32-ounce, or uh, the small premix, which is this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. only premix. And, and, and the reason we did concentrate is for really shipping, uh, and it cuts down on shipping, and also you can make it as strong as you want. Okay. And then, of course, uh, we, we have, you have your magnetic mats. I have a couple of them. You have your new carbon series mats as well. Um, I'm supposed to get some of them. We just released some NNRC mats too with an NNRC headli- uh, headlining as well. So, yes, those look nice. Those are the yeah, rubber these ones. These are the carbon series mats. Yep. These are definitely a go to when it comes to smaller builds, uh, diff builds, shock builds. We have a big one. It's a 24 by 30. Uh, so, it's really big. Um, that is my go to when I go to the track. You can beat it up. Uh, oil on it, anything you want, and just wipe it off. And usually we use the moose slick to spray it on there uh, to keep it treated. And plus it really makes the carbon series pop. Um, mm-hmm. And then your choice, if it's a combo, you can put the magnetic inside of it as well to have a magnetic mat to catch your screws as well. So mm-hmm. uh, that comes in a combo if you would like, if not, get it your, uh, on its own. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the magnetic stuff because I'm always dropping screws and stuff like that. So it's a good stuff. And of course, you have your blower, your uh, air blower. You have the multi-stage one. This is this one. I was just using this the other day. Actually. So this definitely is a uh, choice of an A-scale uh, driver or anybody, really, uh, whatever conditions you're in, because this has a variable speed. The old Jet Blaster Turbo was extremely strong, which is great, but it only had one speed, which is uh, zero to take your skin off. 
This has uh, variable speed, which is slower to, we can dial up to take your skin off instead of just blowing mm-hmm. everything off the track. So uh, I don't go anywhere without this. Everybody uses this. Uh, the Jet Blaster Turbo with variable speed uh, was a great deal um, to have, especially because, again, you can use it indoors, outdoors, dial up the power, dial it down. Okay. Awesome. What's up, Tyron? I was actually just using that the other day in a non-RC uh a non-RC thing. I was cleaning my son's PlayStation 5 while we was cleaning it, and I used it to blow out all the dust and stuff <laughs> like that. Especially with the little attachments, it was able to get down there and um and to clean it out. All right, so we do... I, I guess we'll go on to... We, we do have a few things to give away, but we do have a few questions. Uh, Bob Thomas wants sure. to know, what is next for our RC? I'm looking for his question. Um... Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. So he w- basically wants to know what is next. Anything? Sorry. Anything new for 2024 for Car RC coming up? Uh, there's a couple things in mind that are coming out. Um, we just came out uh, with some brushes. There might be some other items that are coming out as far as maintenance goes. Uh, last year, uh, there was a ton of new products that came out. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess it was just a coincidence by the way the timing was, uh, but they were all phenomenal. So uh, there are there's some uh, there's some things in the works when it comes to uh, new stuff in 2024. Okay, he also wants to know: Will Call RC make an air filter oil or air air filter cleaner? He was just asking. An air filter cleaner. That's a good question. Uh, well, it, it, it all depends how abrasive you want to get. It's specifically for an air filter cleaner. We don't have that at the time. Um, mm-hmm. but we do have different things with that are multi-use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, does anybody else have any more questions before we start going into, I don't even know how we're going to do this giveaway thing. How do you think we should do it? <laughs> I don't know. What are we, what are we going to give away? We're, we're not, it's not too much. I know we gave away about six mats the other day. Um, no, well, here's something that's pretty interesting. Johnny Miller says, I love to see a caddy to carry all my move, <laughs> my call RC products. Yeah, that seems to be a, uh, a popular request lately, uh, especially in the Caltech forum. Uh, that might be something in the future. Okay, good stuff. I mean, it's the sky's the limit with this type of stuff. He's pretty progressive. He, uh, he, yeah. he, he's pretty. He, he, if you say it, he'll try and make it happen. I know that pretty good. Oh, we look like we lost Mike. All right, so his internet dropped for a second, and I'm gonna wait for him to come back. Hopefully he'll be back shortly. Uh, but there we go. The auto butter is amazing. So John, what's up, Ty? Perry Zilla, how are you? Call release duffel bag says start Nova. Unfortunately, Mike dropped his internet dropped. So I'm hoping he'll be back shortly. But in the meantime, we'll just take your, some of your questions. I see a lot of guys use this products. I have a big package coming as well. And we actually gave away six NNRC small mats. So we have some NNRC magnetic mats with the carbon with a carbon five with the carbon mat rubber outer part. And then we have a header. I don't know what happened to Mike. His internet dropped completely. So hopefully he'll be back on in a bit. But I think, yes, I I love this stuff. I use it on my boat. So the other day, so you guys saw that on my Christmas present picture, right? You saw a big, uh, uh, it, 
was an RC boat under those bags. That's actually not mine. That's my son's boat. It's a gas Rico 48 catamaran, gasoline catamaran. It's used. Shout out to my boy, Blake Baker, who helped me get, go get that. And it was a little bit dull the other day. Here's Mike. He's back. I'm waiting for him to come back. We lost you. Bad internet. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what happens when you're in Milwaukee, huh? There you go. There you go. I, let me do. I was just telling these guys. So I was using the to. I was using some of the Moo Slick, the the clean the Moo Slick, like to just bro. And I put a coat. I sprayed it all over the the body. It's a gel coat, fiberglass, and it made it's red. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some pictures up of it and stuff like that. And it made that gel coat pop. So it looked very good. Um, that I really like that Moo Slick stuff because it definitely brings things up, makes it look shiny and all that stuff. I used to use WD forty for all of that back in the day. <clears throat> so oh. yeah <laughs> all right so bob wants to know will you guys make an air filter oil so this is nitro specific uh that wasn't talked about but the thing is is with um especially in our Caltech, uh we take all kinds of uh questions and comments and we've gotten a lot of ideas and products just over uh requests so as of now no uh, but that might be something uh, if there's enough requests that, that he would look into. Okay. Here's another one from my boy EKJ24000. How about an eight-scale nitro pipe cleaner? So this is a big thing in nitro. These pipes get so gunky, right? So the trick is you actually put them in a, you got a, like you got a, a crock pot. A crock pot. You put antifreeze in there and you boil these pipes for like 24 hours, 48 hours. In the crock pot and it helps it takes all that nitro gunk and all that stuff cleans them out real good but that would uh definitely be something that you guys can look into i know it's it's gonna have to be some serious chemicals because that stuff gets in there and it stays in there yeah absolutely all right so where can people order the stuff i know you can order stuff from callrc.com i know amen's carrying it as well so where would you recommend people to to order stuff for as you as a team recruiter, what are you looking for in team members if they want to come apply as well? Oh, well, um, I would go to cowrc.com just because that website was revamped and it's amazing. Um, and there's all different types of products that you can order. So uh, we ship U.S. and Canada only. Um, so that's probably the main place that I would go to uh, for the cowrc products. Now, as far as being a team member, um, we were all customers uh at first, um, if you're interested, uh, you get uh, familiar with the products, uh, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, we can chat about what the, uh, the, uh, the requirements would be, uh, and we'll go from there. Um, if you go on the CowRC fan page, you can kind of get the gist of how the posts are. Uh, and I think if you go on the, uh, the um, uh, tech page where it shows, uh, all the, uh, Tech shows episode seven and fifteen will kind of explain it. Okay, cool stuff. I I think I was talking to Heath. We're probably going to have somebody you or hit or somebody from CarRC come on like once every couple of months here on the podcast to do some stuff with us. So we'll keep uh, in touch with all that type of stuff. Obviously, we started a, a type of um, oh, we you you know. Uh, Heath and I have been doing something for the last year, and then we're ramping it up a bit next. Uh, this year is coming, so that's good to see. He's a cool dude. I like dealing with him. And uh, you have a lot of people in here that use this product. I 
I think it's starting to gain some popularity in the RC racing scene, which is good. And um, it's good, all good stuff. So what are we going to give away this tonight, uh, Mike? I know we have a few items, not too many. Yep. Uh, I'll, well, since you're uh, kind of geared toward the A scale specific at this point, um, and there's a product we didn't go over is the uh, ultra light or light grease. Um, mm. And actually it's a mousselet like grease. So th- what that is, is when you're building those axles, it's no need to put thick uh, gunky grease on there. This grease, you can put your axles together and just spray it in there and you'll see it bubble up and it'll absorb, uh, which act- gets into everywhere and seeps in um, and it doesn't attract as much dirt. So uh, that could be a giveaway as well. Um, okay. And that, uh, again, that's a newer product, but I absolutely love it, even for 10 scale stuff. So um, I say my, my products, I would say, how about some hide wipes, uh, slick, mm-hmm. some utter butter, um, and the uh, the uh, light, uh, the lighter grease. All right. Well, however, let's give away. However you want to do it. Let's give away one of them each. Now, how are we going to do this? You know what? I think because he was in her first. Let me see. The first person who was in her. It was Fernando, but he's not in Brazil. So that's not going to happen. We're going to give Bob Thomas something. Because he was the second to first person. He was... Fernando was first, but Fernando started at like, uh, he's he's in Brazil. We're not gonna be able to send it to him, but we're gonna send Bob Thomas. He's been the most active in the chat, so he's automatically getting something. One of those items. I don't know what it is, but he'll get one of those items. Oh, Charlie Mac, yeah, boom! You want a whole bunch of stuff on the Christmas show. Um, all right. Mm, how should we do this? I tell you what. I'll go ahead. Do you, you got an idea? So if you pick Bob Thomas, what type of racing does he do? Exactly. What type of racing do you do, Bob Thomas? I'll tell you what. The first person to message me on Facebook or my personal account and say, Moo, we'll get something. (laughs) The first person, we're going to do it that way. He's more wrecker than racer. Bobby Thomas races eight scale. So let me let me see <laughs> who's going to be the first person to message me on Facebook on my personal Facebook. Ah, <laughs> you know who it was? Mike was Petroselli. Ah. He was the first person. <laughs> okay. Oh man, we had three people. It was Mike Petroselli. Jonathan Hilton, Monty Wolf, Kyle, Kyle Chasen, Tyron Robinson. That's his message there you so go. far. So, Mike, you're going to get it first. Jonathan says, okay. No, I'm right here. I, I, would, <laughs> I, I should have had my other camera I could have shown you. Uh, yeah, Mike, Jonathan, Monty, Kyle Chasen, Tyron Robinson. Okay. I got another question for you. The first person in the chat to Type the exact uh, slogan of the No Name RC podcast. You'll win a product from Carl RC. The whole slogan. So you got to put that. The first person to put the whole slogan in. No, you, you can't. Gary Wright wins. Gary Wright wins. 
<laughs> he's the first person. Nope, not Mike. You already won. You can't win again, Mike. Nitro's glory, but uh oh, no. Oh, am I gonna? Yes, you're taking your spelling correction. So Gary Wright wins this second prize. What's up, Buggy Brent? Oh man, you guys are you guys really want to win some stuff? All right. Let's see. Hmm. We need a call RC specific question. Come on, Mike. What do you think we should do? Well, how about what a cow RC that they would know? These cow RC people are going to win, though. That's the thing because they've been watching the tech show. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, what is the best thing to clean uh, your um, metal screws with before you put lactite on? Whoever answers first gets that product. I got it, Lance. That's a good question. You would, I wouldn't know the answer to this, so I will let you know. We got Dan Burdu says, no, Dan Jen says Simple Green. Bob's RC says Alkihol. Johnny Miller says Moo Clean X. Moo Clean says Tyrone. EKJ says 24-7 says Moo Slick. Kyle Chasen says a cleaner. <laughs> XP Panic says spit. <laughs> RC Dress says other butter. Jacob says moo clean. DL Venture says call RC electronic safe cleaner. Uh, Bob's RC says alcohol. Jason, J Jacob Wilking says moo clean. So I guess none of these guys are gonna okay. getting well, it right. Which moo clean? Which moo clean is it? Ooh. So you have to be specific. Which moo clean is it? <laughs> Meant moo clean. Yeah, meant moo clean. <laughs> Which Moo Clean is it? What's the best product to do? Cleaner or degreaser? It's Metal Moo Clean? All right. So it's who the, got cleaner? It, clear. Jacob Wilkening. Yeah. All right. So Jacob, so we have Mike, Gary, and Jacob have won something. How many products we said we're going to give away? Four? Four or five. Yeah, we have four. Yep. Okay, I have a question, and this is actually a good one. What year was the Call RC Facebook created? Whoever gets this, how one many people gets the hide wipes? To have rid of this one, gets the hide wipes. Ooh, I have the answer here. I want to thank Lance McDonald for this. That was a good one, Lance. He's good at this type of stuff. He's really good at this type of stuff. Nope, nobody's got it yet. 2916. Ooh. What's up, Lee? How are you? Good day from Australia. Ah, RC Jers. 2011. He's all sparkified. 
Sparko Sparkified, RC Jazz. That's a great YouTube channel. Go check them out. RC Jazz, you won that as well. All right, one more question. I think we're going to make this NNRC related. Hmm. I did ask this question. I kind of want to ask it again. Oh, I got a good question for this. People that know the NNRC will know this. What was the name of the city? Mike dropped again. But anyway, what was the name of the city that I stayed, that the International Buggy Challenge is held on, that I was at this year? And what, what country? Congratulations, R.C. Jers. The International Buggy Challenge that I attended this year, what, what is the name of the city and the name of the country that I was at in? Nope. Nope. Wrong, Charles. You got to name the city. <laughs> he says, woman fight for Old Spice and Hide Wipes. <laughs> That was a good one, Bobby. That was good. Oh, you guys. It's it's a very easy. Nope, not Porto. I flew into Porto, though, so it is Portugal. You got that right. I flew into Portugal. What? Portugal, Spain. Those are two different countries. Portugal is a country that speaks Portuguese, and Spain is a country that speaks Spanish. Nope, Madrid is in Spain, Oscar. Nuclear crypto, Lance, quick question. Are you bringing the RV to Raja Race? I would like to pit in that area and know what you park there. Mike, they got some janky internet up there in Wisconsin. <laughs> the only thing they're good for is cheese up here. <laughs> I know. Where's where's Rory Holler? He's usually in her. Um okay. RC Jazz? Really? You know what? I said not. He's a, this type of question is already answered. He's the only one that got it. Did we get Barcelona, the, uh, Portugal? The... Yeah. So my question was, what? Uh, what was the name of the country and the city that I was in Portugal this year? Well, the name of the country is Portugal, and obviously the city is Barcelos. So uh, I was there. Barcelona. Salty Joe, you are Portuguese. You don't even know what country I was in. <laughs> hey, Mike. You can only be um, shipped so to the U.S. and Canada anyway. <laughs> I know, but these they know I went there, so they should they know <laughs> where I went. But but you know what? You are too wrong. We're going to give it to RC Drives because you guys took too long. So RC Drives won two prizes. So that's two prizes for him. And I think that's what. So it was Mike, Gary, no, Bob. Three? Mike, Gary, RC, that's five. Okay. That's five. So I think that's five products that we gave away from uh, from Call RC. Mike, I know you have to get to your wife and get away from this janky internet. I want to thank you for your time. <laughs> We're going to have you on. Um, I guess the best way, look, I'm telling you guys, send me your name. Email me, the no name RCPC at gmail.com. Send me 
what you want and your address to send it to. And I'll send it over to Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Heath from Call RC. Thank you to all the Call RC family for joining us tonight. Mike, get off this janky internet and enjoy the rest of your vacation. Have a happy New Year's, <laughs> good buddy. Thank you for your time. Happy Thank you. We'll have you back on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Um, all right, Mike. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Oh, we need, yeah, we'll have an NNRC discount code as well. Up next, let's bring the man, the myth, the legend. He's been patiently waiting. He hasn't been doing any cleaning. He's been listening to the show. I thought you were supposed to be packing for this for this trip down to Rajah's race. Well, I, I was supposed to, Lefty, but uh, I didn't want to be like uh, like some people are late to your show in the middle of doing other things. You mean JQ? Possibly. <laughs> but So I've been sitting here listening to the show. So Thank you for that uh, question. It was a good yeah. one. Yep, I got I even got my my CalRC blaster that I picked up at PNB in 2017. There you so go. It's uh it's going on seven years old this uh this April. Absolutely. Uh, that I've had. I use it to clean up my computers with and and just blow yep. off my equipment and all that. So we use it all the time. We do because it gets dusty when we're out there and it we does. have to clean all that stuff up. All right. Yeah. Well, season's greetings to you, Lance. Yep. And the family and everybody. I'll be seeing you very soon. Well, you're off to uh, Clash next week. Well, first, yeah. you have Roger's race this weekend. I do. Yep. Going down to uh, Newport, or excuse me, not Newport, it's uh, Port St. Lucie, which is about a four-hour drive from where I'm currently located at in northern Florida uh, for a three-day event down there. And uh, then the same time you're traveling up to Beast of the East in North Carolina, I'll be on the road headed to um, Indiana for the Clash of Champions. Okay. race. All right. So, Nuclear Crypto. Lance, are you parking the camper right next to the fence? I am not. I am going to be parking the camper away because my wife is coming down. We'll have our dogs with us. And uh, so I'll be, I'll be away from the, the track a little bit. Ty, we're going to talk about my travels when we, when we finish with Lance. All right, Lance, so we had you on her. Well, we've got you on her. I know you, 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 you're busy getting packed up and ready. You're leaving tomorrow, right? But uh, I wanted to talk, you know, obviously, uh, we've been working a lot together this year of Elite RC Productions. Uh, yeah. We've been coming to Florida RC Championships and various other races. So um, I wanted to talk about something that we kind of touched on a bit the last mm -hmm. time when we did one of the waffles. Uh, but I wanted to touch on it a little bit more because we have been talking about it. We're about to go into full geek out mode over the next couple mm -hmm. of weeks on it is the Elite RC Championship Point Series. We haven't really mm -hmm. got a name for it, so I guess we're just going to call it that for now. Mm -hmm. um, good, hey, good night, bro, Akio. Tell your son I said hello. So uh, he's over in Malaysia. It's very late. Have a happy new year and all that type of stuff. Thank you for the support. Tell Adam I said hello. And you guys got a new Kyosha driver and, and Kyle McBride, who I'm going to talk about in Silly Season. Uh, yeah, so, you know, one of the things that I, I, I wanted, I, I kind of was talking to you about when we came up with the, uh, mm -hmm. when we, you know, we just all brainstormed on what we're going to do with Elite is something that I really want to do, which was a virtual series. You know, mm -hmm. we always say we want a series of races put together. I know we have, um, we have top 25 RC rankings. We have also Mike Fuller's American top 25 rankings, but those are all based on like, you know, on an algorithm with top 25 and then Mike's ones based on two years prior. 
I want to do an actual series that starts at a race in the year and finishes at a race in the year. Yep. So we kind of did this with the NNRC podcast. We did the NNRC uh, points, NNRC cup, all that type of stuff. People that geeked out on this podcast actually paid attention. Actually, even got a trophy made for it and drove up to Tennessee to pick it up and then gave it to Mayfield and took a picture of it. But we, we, I know we, I've said on the podcast a lot as well that we think that with the race time events being four events that we know most of the pro drivers go to, mm-hmm. as well as most of the same people that race in the Southeast go to these events in the intermediate and sportsman classes. And then throw in a couple of West Coast races like DNC, Silver State, Nationals, mm-hmm. and a couple of more races. We kind of wanted to make a series and just have a points. You know, we always talk mm-hmm. about it. We want to have a points series. Well, we kind of decided to go ahead and do it next year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, let people know. I know we. I know you're better at talking about this stuff than me. So, t- give us a little where we're kind of sitting at right now. Yeah, so we we don't have, as you said, we don't have the final specifics that are laid out for it just yet. But here is the the basics and the just of it. Um, there, there'll be two parts to it. There'll be a national version of it, and then there'll be a regional version of it. The national version of it will follow the pro classes, the pro divisions, and it's only going to follow um, buggy, truggy, that's nitro buggy, e-buggy, and then nitro truck. Those would be the three that it's going to follow. It's not going to follow 40 plus. It's not going to follow e-truggy or anything along those lines. It's just going to follow those three on the national side, only for the pro classes. On the regional side of things, um, it will follow um, all of the classes also that are related to nitro buggy, nitro truggy, and to e-buggy. So none of the other classes are going to, to be included in that. Um, the classes will be to be broke down in between sportsmen, intermediate and pro or whatever they're called opens, whatever, you know, open will be the same as, um, as intermediate, but there does need to be three defined classes or three skill levels. So I'll go back to the, the national side of it for the pro division. So as you already touched on, we will include the four race time entertainment events. Um, I believe RC Pro-Am also has the classes broke down that way. Um, I need to talk to, uh, uh, also Paul Brawl. Also, I need to talk to Brent, um, about, or excuse me, to Mark Moon about his to see maybe we can divide his classes up a little bit differently to have his, his series included or his two races included. Obviously, we'll include DNC, include Silver State, um, include Nationals. Nationals will need to hold a little bit more clout. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to it, because obviously that race is a little bit more prestigious um, than than the other class, not taking anything or, or, ser- or races and not taking anything away from them. But that one there just holds a little bit more prestige and, and, and matters the most. So it'll need to be either a double points or have some additional points that are tied in with it. Um, and that's on the national series. There are some other races that we need to look at as well. Um, there are a couple of races that are held up up north that we need to take a look at. There are some Midwest races that we need to take a look at um, that the pros are traveling to and different things like that. Um, so for the regional side of things, um, we would include the four race time entertainment events, Mark Moon's two events, and then the two events from Beach RC and Brent Densford, Fetzal Brawl and RC Pro-Am. 
that will uh, handle uh, the open divisions or intermediate divisions, same one in the same class, and then your sportsman entry level. Um, there will be some drops that will be involved in those classes. We'll need to determine how many drops we're going to do of those eight races. Um, so to try to keep things as fair as possible and go from there. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've had people talking about this. I know people might say, well, this is probably just an East Coast type of regional series. But I mean, to be honest, that's where we kind of are based on this. We know that uh, genuinely the same amount of people that attend all these races kind of attend. We, we had so we had eight indoor races this past year in the Southeast. And it was pretty much the same amount of people in intermediate, same amount of people in uh, in sportsmen that attended. So um, we're just trying to, and it's only going to be to be main, if I remember if we said correctly. Like, you know, obviously if you are like 100th, you're not going to get any points, but it's just going to be, we're trying to still working on the point system. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to make an A or B main or a certain right. number of people, a certain number of people top 30, 40, whatever from each from each class to count for points. We're talking about doing some drops and this is all virtual. You know what I mean? This is, this is not going to be for prizes. There's not going to be nothing involved in it. I mean, it, it might be at some point, but right now it's just something that we're trying out. It's uh gives us something to talk about. It adds a little bit more value to, you know, people can, you know, well, then it, it, it just, it's the start of something. We always yeah. say we want a point series. We want this and that and that and that a ranking system well what we're going to do is use actual races and rank people off them so and talk about it and it gives you know people extra motivation not to just give up when they go to this race either like hey yeah. i'm not doing too well but i can make this if i can finish my race i can get some points so i uh i think it will be great um it's something that i'm big on it gives me something as a, a podcaster and a commentator to talk about and i think it brings a, a little bit of added excitement to those races. I mean, look at the Florida RC championships, for example, where people go into these races thinking about points where normally a person would have give up if they broke or tire yeah. come unglued. They'll go in there, fix it and go out there and try to get, manage to get some points. Yeah. The, uh, the points, and I'll just touch on, on the Florida RC championships, the points, people would, would be asking about points literally on the drive home the next day when I'm trying to get home on, on Sunday, have you calculated the points yet and, and got them up? Um, I started right at the very end, other than the last round, I would post the points up almost immediately after the end of the race. Um, it, it, because people were, were asking for it extremely quickly and, and they wanted to know. Um, I, I will admit that I did kind of delay releasing the end of the year points because I was enjoying watching people <laughs> trying to calculate things in their head to figure stuff out um, and sending me messages. And, hey, is this right? Um, it was kind of I was enjoying it. I really was. I, I There might have been a little bit of torture that was involved in that. And uh, I was having fun with it, but uh, it, it was cool to uh, to to see how well the points worked out and how close the battles were coming all the way down to the very end and the majority of the classes. It was really, it was really, really cool. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Plus, seeing you guys, we'll our first big race of the year will be where the whole elite team will be together at SIC. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we have some things planned for that race as well that we're going to try and implement. Well, no, we're not going to try that. We are going to implement into the race. It is the first major one eight scale race of the year. It has mm-hmm. turned into that. That kicks it off. It's going to be. It's historically always cool there. So um, I'm getting, I'm pretty excited to use my nice card hard jacket that I have. And um, I'm looking forward to it. My first time going to SIC. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is typically cold there. I mean, it's January in Alabama, central Alabama. So it, it's going to be a little, a little chilly. So um, I, I am too looking forward to it. And uh, right now we are on schedule to, uh, to have some no name RC podcast shirts available for purchase. I know a lot of people have been asking for that. Um, If everything works out, we should have them at SIC available for purchase. They will be very limited availability. Um, You do have to be on site to be able to purchase them. Um, But uh, nothing's for sure yet. Once we, once I know that they're being printed and will be available, um, I'll make the make the announcement on that. So, okay. Uh, Beach RC will be at SIC. Mm-hmm. Danjan says Raw needs a point system. I agree, but we need to get. They need to have more than one race as well. Yeah, yeah, Dan. Um, I, I wouldn't say they don't need a point system. Honestly, they need a ranking system. Is what they need, and um, is really is really more what they need is a is a ranking okay. system. Jeremy Stump, just my opinion. Everyone has one. Hopefully, bigger venues bring down their cost per entry. $150 an entry is ridiculous. A few people have become money hungry. So, I just want to address this because AMS was $150 because it's a capped race. That's the only race. And then it was $150 for the first class. And then it went down each class you went that. Normally, at all the other races, it's between $70 and $100. So, that's why. Um. All right. So anything else you want to talk about before we, I know you got stuff to do and I wasn't going to have you on her too long. Um, we're excited about elite RC. Um, we're yeah. working on our webpage, all this type of stuff. And obviously you're seeing our Facebook stuff. Uh, check yeah. us out where we're having fun and we're about ready to, you know, we're, we've been home for three weeks. Well, I have, and we're about ready to kick into gear and get ready for 2024. Yeah. Um, we got a really busy race season ahead of us. Um, I, I do want to just say one very quick thing to Jeremy. Before you just look at a $150 entry fee, and then you look at a particular number that you see, how many entries are there, you really need to be on the other side of it. I can tell you there are people that uh, look at it from the outside in and think they have it figured out. But then when they do get on the inside, they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea. I was one of those people. Yeah. There, and there are a lot of extreme costs that are involved in these things um, that a lot of people don't know about. Um, all right. So points would allow for RC fantasy leagues. That's something. And a lot of people want to gamble. I mean, that's not the goal of my point here. I mean, I have nothing wrong with gambling, but I do like the thought of RC fantasy leagues. But that's something that has to come after we first got a point system done yeah. and actually get people going. Yeah. Um, Oscar Painter wants to know, will Elite RC cover or be at any West Coast races? Um, yeah. Not that I know of. Yeah. 
don't don't plan on doing any West Coast races. Um, Matt Olson um, does mm-hmm. a really good job out there on the West Coast. Um, he has that that market very very well covered and does a fantastic job. So we have we have no uh, at this time we have no intentions of of going out there. The only way we would is if Matt was to call us and, and he's double booked or something along those lines. But mm-hmm. um, we would have to have his blessing to to move to events that he would typically cover. All right. Um, does anybody? Zachary <laughs> says I will have I'll be in your RC Fantasy League day <laughs> one, Lefty. I'm sure. Dan Jones says East versus West. I mean. It's all possible. We're we're dealing with the East because that's the races that we'll primarily be at. We know that the races are the general amount of races all come to that race. There's races. There's three. There's eight races that we talked about. Yeah. The nationals is a complete. It's just pro only, right? And DNC is going to be pro only, and and yeah. S and Silver State is going to be pro only. Where I mean, I would love to do West Coast, but. We have to know who's going to be there. It has to be the same, kind of have to be a the same amount of people going to those races as well. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So um, just keep in mind that uh, whenever we are talking about a point series that is not a part of, of my scoring system, it's something that I have to build manually. And a large event like uh, DNC and Silver State, where there's a thousand entries. Um, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of entries that would have to be calculated manually. The uh, the margin of error there could be a little bit high, and boy, as soon as you get one point wrong, you'll hear about it, and you'll be thrashed and hung, tarred, feathered everywhere on on social media because somebody's in in twelfth place when they really should be in eleventh place. So I, it's just not worth dealing with, honestly, to cover the West Coast on the open slash intermediate side, sportsman side. So, yeah, and to be fair, it's the people that are going to most pay attention to the class that people are going to pay the most attention to is going to be the pro class in the way, uh, in that way. So it, it's just I can't think of a series of races that all West coast racers go to at this point. Yes. They go to DNC. Yes. They go to silver state, yeah. but they don't go down to learn star. Then they don't, you know what I mean? So it's, yep. it's, it's yep. different. Um, and, uh, Oh, Corey Humphreys. This is a good question. Can we get a B nets started this year? Yeah. So, um, there's been some discussions about that kind of stuff as far as, East Coast, West Coast, B-Nats, or Super Regional um, Nats, or Super Regional, excuse me, not Super Regional Nats, but Super Regional. There's been some discussions about that. Before we cross over into that side of things, um, there needs to be some corrections on the Nationals side, which there has been, uh, clearly everybody sees in the last uh, 12 to 18 months, there have been huge strides that had been made at, at nationals for the, for the roar races. So, um, I, being a part of the roar committee, executive committee and things like that, you know, there are a lot of ideas. We are all listening to what people are suggesting and things like that comes down to manpower, availability, what can be done. There are a lot of events that are going on. There's also, you know, was discussion about partnering with other events like, race time entertainment events or 
um, Fall Brawl or DNC and Silver State and, and working in conjunction with those. But then how do you how do you manage that? Is it going to be specifically only to the pros side of things that that the war side handles it? Or are you going to have to manage the entire event? And then you start dealing with a lot of manpower that's going to be required from an event that's not going to be, or excuse me, from lack of resources and funding to be able to pay for that. So there are a lot of things that go into it that uh, that we have to work out, but we still need to get make sure everything is correct for um, for nationals before we start looking at, at other things. I will say that uh, 2024, you are going to be seeing a lot more happening in your regions. Um, everybody needs to pay attention to what region they're in. If you have any aspirations at all of going to a nationals and qualifying for a nationals, 2024 might be the year that you start running your regional events or pushing mm -hmm. your region directors to run your events. I'm not letting anything out of the bag because nothing is specific yet. But I'm just telling you, you better you better start paying attention to the regionals that are taking place in your area and and looking into those events or contacting your region directors and working with them to uh, to put together regional events. Absolutely. Lance, I'm going to let you tackle this question. I'll be yeah. right back. I've got to go to the laboratory and mm -hmm. um, I will be right back in one minute. Um, is there an equivalent on the East Coast? south to the jbr series jbrl series and yeah so I, I highly recommend you take a look at my own personal series uh florida rc championships um my in my series is a capped entry i don't just let that just run amok um i do hold a lot of prestige on that side of it as far as as keeping it capped um but yeah it uh five in 2024 five of our seven rounds on the eight scale side sold out in 15 minutes so or, or 15 minutes or 30 minutes so as far as having a very prestigious of uh series yeah it's i think it's probably to be honest with you it's probably the best in the nation you should really check it out um also i would like to add to that that jbr was kind of socal based it's kind of like the florida rc championships it's based in florida so JBR is kind of kind of based in California, whereas at the race time events, Mark Moon's events, and Brent's events, you get people from all of Southeast, yeah. from I would say from Alabama Midwest. back, Northeast, and all, it's a it's a big Midwest. watch. Yeah. You, it's yeah. huge. Like these events are huge. Yeah. What's up, Weldon? How are you, man? Merry Christmas to you, my good friend, Weldon. All right, um, we're gonna. I'm not gonna keep Lancer all day. Let's. So, what would you say to somebody who says this? Raw should support local tracks. Well, I think raw should. I think tracks should become raw tracks. Yeah, that's what yeah, I that, say. So that the ball immediately switches over to their court. Are they a member of raw? So you know, it all comes down to financings. So people want them to support the tracks. So what type of support are you looking for? There's already rules and organization that's put in place that that tracks can use to benefit from. Um, there is additional help that comes in on the insurance side to help keep those overhead costs that are uh, that are high for uh, for tracks. I, I can tell you as as an insurance agent, 
um, insurance policies can range anywhere from $1,500 to $3,000 per year for tracks and tracks don't make a lot of money to start with. That's a huge overhead. They can jump in with Roar. Now there is some, some work that is going to have to be involved for benefits of having that cheaper premium and everybody that attends the track does have to be a Roar member. So then it's time to put the money where the mouth is and, and join Roar. The driver has to join Roar. And then there's a financial benefit that helps to track out with their their insurance requirements that may be from a uh, from a leaser or something along those lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, if you guys don't have any more questions for Lance, I'm going to let him go and finish his packing up because I know he wants to get on the road early tomorrow. Is Lance the RD at sick? Yes, he is. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, yep. I'll be there. Uh, we should. I, I would like to get there Tuesday night. We may not get there till um, till Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. But but we'll yeah, we'll leave and we'll leave East, Beast of the East and come right to your house. Yep. I assume. Yeah. So yeah, we we are full uh, full production team on this one. So we'll have multiple moving cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, interviews, pit, uh, pit interviews. It, it is a full blown production. Absolutely. What's up, Donnie's dad? See you. He says he'll see us at SIC as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Joe Jenkins would like to know, can we get some more details about the practice format at SIC? Yeah. SIC is just, um, just open practice. So it'll just run five minute rotations, five minutes up on the stand. Then you come out and marshal. There's, there's, there's no class structure, there's no uh, seating practice or anything like that. It is strictly open practice. We no block practice? Open, no block practice. Block okay. practice um, is going to, you know, I don't want to step, I don't want to step on Dave's toes or anything like that. Uh, um, but, but block practice will be at PMB. There'll be 12 hours of block practice. Um, so it is important that people do go online. If you're planning on attending PNB, you really need to sign up online because I use RC sign up to determine how long the block practice sessions are. And if you don't sign up online, it, it kind of messes up my, uh, my math that is related to how the block practice works. Um, so anyway, if you, if you would please uh, take the time to sign up for PNB that opens up on January the 5th. So just uh, what are we uh, probably seven, eight days away now next week. from January. Yeah. Next week. So make sure you please, please go and sign up. If you're planning on attending PNB and you haven't experienced uh, the block practice format that I kind of came up with um, it, it will, I'm not going to say it's going to completely eliminate a line, but you will not be standing in line for hours and hours. You're, you're, that, that will not happen there. Um, RC Jarvis wants to know what's your what's your favorite race to go to, Lance? Uh, me personally. All right. So for years and years, it was Wicked Weekend was always my favorite. I love that that kind of outdoory feel. But then I also have our first year we did RC Pro Am this year. So I really kind of liked how that race, how that thing is put together with the teams and to see the involvement that was taking place with uh, with the, 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 the sportsman drivers, it was mm-hmm. really, really cool how that all went down. Um, so I really like, I really, really like that. Then um, I also, also I'll give a, a shout out to, to Mark Moon 
um, as well. So at, at his races, we do block practice at his and, um, to see the pro drivers get like an hour and a half where they can just really focus on driving. And then we also have volunteer marshals that come out and those volunteer marshals during that hour and a half of practice. Now they have to marshal for an hour and a half. Um, there are some serious $800, $900 prizes that are given away to that select group of people that marshal for that hour and a half that has a chance for it. So, um that's really cool as well so wicked weekend my favorite race time entertainment event um i really like the rc pro-am was that i can't wait to do that again this year and then i really like the way mark um gives away the prizes and stuff like that at, at his events for uh, north georgia shootout and the george peak state classic so okay Mike Petroselli, Petroselli asked, would Elite consider doing races in the Northeast? I would have just, before we, I like the draft night at RC program. That was fun. That it was, was fun. fun. That And that was really, uh, Brent kind of told me the just of what was going on. I really, ha I had no idea what in the mm -hmm. hell I was doing. I really didn't. You did a good so job. Every, everything that you've seen was totally off the cuff. Um, just figuring out as we go, uh, to answer Mike's question, um, that it was kind of asked earlier about, about, uh, um, the West coast side, as far as the East coast side, absolutely. We are open for anything. Um, we would love to do something up in the Northeast and, uh, and if you have something in mind, just please, uh, shoot us a text or a message either on my personal page or shoot up, hit up Keenan. Um, you know, but yeah, we'd, we'd love to, love to do it. Okay. Nuclear crypto says, Lance, do you ever talk to Scotty Ernst? I haven't seen him announce races as much as he used to. Scotty was busy this year. He did like 20 yeah. something events. Yeah. But yeah, Scotty did a lot of overseas stuff. Yeah. He does a lot overseas. Um, as far as producing events here, he is, a, he's a little bit more, um, involved not only on the announcing or directing side, but on the promotion and organizing side. So he he holds a lot of hats on that side of it, and um, you can't do too many events uh, whenever you're you're doing double duty. Uh -huh. um, just like you know, the RC Chili Bowl is is coming up what this week or next week. Um, you know, he's he's the full organizer of that event, so. He's really got his hands full, and you can't do a whole bunch of races when you're when you're that heavy into it. Yeah, he's got also the uh, he does a lot of a lot of the stuff over in Asia, and and he has the EOS series in Europe. He's also doing races in the UK, um, mm -hmm. and then he has the A the Asian Buggy Championship, yep. all the way in which is doing just four races, which is going to be New Zealand. Philippines, Malaysia, yeah. and Australia next year. So yeah. he's super busy on that side of things. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be doing DNC, Silver State. I believe he's doing PMB. And yeah, Scotty did Masters. He was the yeah. RD at Masters as well. So he's busy. He's super busy. And then he's got his mm -hmm. own events, you know, like he had Cleveland, mm -hmm. Hirsch, uh, mm -hmm. the Cleveland race. That was two weeks of his life there spent in Cleveland, yeah. Ohio. So. <clears throat> Yeah, there's a there's a lot of racing going on, and Scotty is obviously well known around the world. So he goes where he, you know he has a lot of things. He is wearing a lot of hats, like Lad said. 
So, mm-hmm. all right. Dan jo- so Dan Jones asked a question. I do think Roar has too many regions, though. Uh, I, I, I don't. Um, I disagree with that. Um, I do think there might even be a couple of regions that honestly probably should be split. I think they're a little bit too big. Or there, there should be an A and B of that region. Um, because it really stretches out the uh, the racer trying to attend a, a regional event. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've looked into that as well. You know, do we have too many? Do you know? I think the way it's kind of broke down is is fairly good. And I, I I personally think there are a couple of regions that really need to be split up a little bit. Um, either either be an A B or or add in a twelfth, thirteenth, or something along those lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Also, uh, before you leave, I just want to put out the invitation. If you guys are coming on to Florida, you're looking to hit up a great series race and have a lot of fun. It's going to, it's a two, it's a one day race, but most people do it in two. Check out the Florida RC championships. We'll be doing the first round of that at Dean's all out, uh, later on in January. We have the banquet coming up as well. Um, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to attend all the one. And of course, we have the 110 scale championships coming mm-hmm. up, which I'll be doing a lot of the virtual uh, race calling for as well. And the, um, uh, the 18 scale as well. So if you want to come to a really cool, more laid back event series race that you'll get good runtime, you'll get to compete with people in your own class. Come check out the Florida RC Championships, which, in my opinion, probably the best, if not one of the best RC Championships. Full coverage, full pictures, everything, you name it. And it's all done in one day, pretty much. But you can come on Friday. Come on Friday. Have some fun. And, um, oh, man, we got some more questions for you, though, Lance. Okay. All right. So, Blake Baker says the Raw Club Racing Series. Hmm, that could be something as well. Yeah. That that would maybe be something that that Roar could could work with their track affiliates and uh, and and put some things together. Uh, it kind of gets back to I, I don't think I, I really don't think Roar needs a series, so to say. I think they need more. They really need to focus more on a ranking system. Mm-hmm. Um, the ranking system will solve a lot of our problems that we have. Um, a lot of people scream about, you know, people sandbagging this, that, and everything else. But, you know, that, that, that's one way to, to, to fix that kind of stuff. You know, once you, once you hit a certain level, this is what you have to run. This is where your license says, you know, you have to be. So I'm not so sure about the, the series side of thing, especially on the national side. Um, I, again, it was some ideas that have been kicked around and talked about. So, RC Jarrett wants to know what's your favorite Florida track in the series? Um, that's a tough one right there. I know. But you no, can't say one because one yeah, of somebody's going to get upset. Boy, really put me on the spot on that one. So, um, you know what? I, uh, I, would, I would plead the fifth on that one. But you know, I, 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 we can't break the. Yeah, we'll save some other news we heard about a, yeah. a, a Florida track coming up for a later date. Yeah, yeah I um, can't. I can't say a whole lot about that one just yet. Yeah. Um, Give me thirty days. Raw, yeah, Raw needs a non-stale website. I agree. Uh, they're actually working on oh, their website. Yeah, yeah. 
they are working on their website. That that is that is talked about, Oscar, at every single executive committee meeting that I have been a part of since I have joined Roar. They know they need it very, very badly. And I'm going to circle right back around once again. It all comes down to funding. The people that, that are helping with the website are not being paid. So, or what they are being paid is minimal. Uh, web design is not cheap. It is extremely expensive. Um, so, uh, while everybody wants a brand new website, more streamlined, more user-friendly, everybody does. It also comes down to the cost side of it. So, mm-hmm. anyway. And one more question, and we'll let you go, Lance, because it's getting late. Yes. Does Raw even let you know what tracks are Raw? Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, the last time I had looked on there, there, there are, when you go to your region, it tells you what your, uh, what tracks are Raw or affiliated um matter of fact i'm actually going to their website right now so uh i think i've seen another question pop up as well so if you want to ask me that real quick while i'm looking this up um which word do we see pros and questions i'm going to my own own region right yeah dan also says that the last time he was at the website it was a mess Lance, is there going to be any? Is there going to be races at Southside? No. There we go. So South, so Southside RC Raceway, which is 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 my track that that I run and manage. Um, my parking lot was already kind of small to begin with. Um, it wasn't the biggest. It it could easily handle. Um, a 250 entry race, but it was packed. Now the majority of my parking lot is a retention pond. Yeah, I saw that um, for us, for yeah. myself. Yeah, so unfortunately, we just don't have the room anymore um, to to host a large event at this time. So, so yes, when I when I go on, just real quick, when I when I logged in Roar. And I clicked on my region, which is region four for Florida. I scroll down to the bottom and it tells me the affiliated clubs. And currently there are one, two, three, four, five, six affiliated clubs um, in the state of Florida right now. Okay. Good stuff. And this has got to be Lucas. Raw needs a highly paid documentarian to follow the storylines in RC. I agree, but that costs money. That yeah. costs money to get yeah. people there. And by the way, Lucas, yeah. you're a Raw national. Uh, documentary was absolutely awesome. Go check it out on YouTube. It was one of the best. And your and your uh, football documentary mm-hmm. was very good as well. I, I agree. I um I watched uh, the fall brawl one twice. It was really really good. Um he he has a unbelievable talent that he is not using to his full ability. So if you've not checked that out, you really need to go to the beach rc uh, page and you need to see those documentaries that lucas put together he did a he did a fantastic job absolutely what's up brady how are you man good to see you at uh ams thank you for all the support you doing and all the pacific northwest guys thank you for coming on and hanging out with us we appreciate it all right lance mm-hmm. i'm gonna let you go yeah man 
Thank you for your time. I will see you in two weeks. Of, yeah, two weeks. A little less than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right at two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And uh tell Nugget I'll be back. <laughs> you know. Mopar and Bella yeah. like me. Nugget's yeah. still kind of meh on the fence of me. Mopar's but, uh, going to have some uh some surgery tomorrow. Oh, he's, so. not, he's not gonna be a happy dog after tomorrow. No, no, he's not. He he's gonna go from a Mopar to a Mopar Moparis. How is that? Uh, yeah, well, he's he's going to be gilded. I guess is the best way to put it. Oh my gosh, he's become a eunuch. Um, yes. <laughs> like like. Uh, well, no, I guess a, a eunuch gets rid of everything. I know. So we, he'll so, still have. Yeah. Still by have the way, art. So the elite RC productions uh, definition of a good time during a race is chilling out in the camp or watching Lord of the Rings. Uh, not Lord of the Rings. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That is what we're doing. We're partying so hard at these races. We're sitting off watching Game of Thrones so we go sleep. Yep, we well, do. We that's how that's how we unwind. We sit there and eat our we're eating our dinner and we're watching Game of Thrones that, that we've all watched. I don't know how many times. So absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Thanks, I'll buddy. see you in a bit and uh see have you, fun on at Raja's race and safe travels, my friend. Yeah. Good night, everybody, and happy new year and good luck in twenty twenty four. And the fullers are going to X ray. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, yeah. All right. So that's the <laughs> argument we're going to have her in a minute. But that's what we're going to discuss in a minute. Right, I think you're no. so wrong about that. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, I think I but anything I, is possible if on. you can see through the x-ray. All right, Lance. Get some sleep, buddy. I'll talk see to you buddy. later. Have a good night. Agreed. Lucas does a great job at storytelling. Also, very. I, I love when Lucas is on the podcast. All right, so uh, thank you to Mike. Thank you to Lance for that time. Time to get into the nitty-gritty of Lefty off the record. Now it's time to take off the gloves, virtual gloves, going that way, going that way, and time to start talking RC. So up first, I'm going to talk about my upcoming travels that I have coming up uh, that I know of. Uh, I am going to Beast of the East next week up in Lukama, North Carolina, World of RC. That should be good. It's going to be eight scale and on and 10 scale. And then after that, it's to the Southern Indoor Championships in Alabama, which I've never been to. So that's going to be different. And of course, to the Florida RC Championships, round one at uh, Dean's All Out. My cowboy hat. Yeah, maybe I should wear it. That's a good idea. Hold on. I don't need these. So. It's still not formed to my head. All right. I'm going to put this full screen, too. All righty, then. We are on. I should probably take this stuff off. Like, no sponsors. All right. So, uh, then, of course, FRCC round one. And then, actually, I am going to... On Easter in March, I'm going to International Buggy Challenge in Portugal. And then I'm staying for the E-Buggy World Cup. So in case you guys didn't know what the E-Buggy World Cup is, before you can have a World Championship, you have to have a World Cup. So to have a World Cup, RC Racing TV is doing the coverage. And I'm staying in Portugal, which I really enjoy my time in Portugal. And I'm staying there to... uh um 
hang out and do that. I don't think it's going to be well attended. I think we'll have some pros there. We have some people that go to the International Buggy Challenge and some people that don't. But I think it's, you know, a start. And then in 2025, they'll have the E-Buggy World Championships in uh, at uh, the Barcelona track in Portugal. Um, And then I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to DNC. I, I have no plans to go to DNC. There's some talk about me going to South Africa. And then I think from March on, we can... Uh, Oh yeah, we, we'll we'll talk about that. Don't worry, because I know that's the grand statement that everybody thinks Mayako is not going to last. And I think Mayako did everything that they had to do to last by getting rid by not having to pay out a whole bunch of money. The question would be: Is HB going to last? So let's get back to that. I said after so after the e buggy World Cup, I think I have the North Georgia Shootout, um, stuff like that, and all that type of stuff. So we shall see. We shall see. I was supposed to actually, speaking of you, Lucas, I was actually supposed to meet up with Brent. His, he was down in Dominican Republic yesterday on his vacation. But I told him, I said, dude, they're going to put you on so many excursions. We're not even going to have time. And so sad, so done. Um, All right. So let's talk about silly season real quick before we get on. Uh, Kyle McBride to Kyosho. I th- this was a bit of a surprise to me because I thought that Kyle McBride was kind of done. Here's my thoughts on this. If Kyle McBride travels around Asia racing the Kyosho car, then it's a good move. If he just stays in Australia and does nothing like he's done with Techno and S-Works, then it's a waste. Do I think he's getting paid? No, probably not. Probably got free kits. Probably got some travel budget. But if he doesn't go around traveling around Asia at least, and then maybe go to some races in America or Europe if possible, then it's not really going to mean anything, in my opinion. In my opinion, uh, you guys, I will answer questions in a bit. So, uh, Austin, I will tell you, this shocked me. So this shocked me. So I, I was off for a few days, so I didn't even realize that. So a lot of people may not know David Austin, but I've known him from when he was a very young kid. And he's about 18, 19 now. He joined Aspects last year from Techno. He's a very good regional driver. He can make. Um, I don't agree if you Oscar Painter. Kyosho is no longer in comeback mode. They're still on a comeback mode, but I think Kyosho will be the one of the hot cars next year. They still have a lot to build in, in America, but they are building. They are building. That is for sure. What's up, Rory Harlow? How are, how are you? So, Olsen to HB. A lot of you guys may not know David Olsen because he's a Southeast racer. I was shocked when I saw that he announced his racing for HB today. I was like, wow, he wasn't like an SWAX regional manager and all that type of stuff. Um, David Olsen and his father put in a lot of hard work. Actually, Lucas did a, he was part of Lucas's, uh, documentary from Fall Brawl. So, um, I don't know. I saw him at Fall Brawl, kind of eyeing the Kyosho, talking to lots a lot. And I kind of, when you see stuff like that, you kind of know something's up. So he kind of, um, I actually have a rant about this, Lucas, so don't go anywhere. Um, kind of shocked that he left S-Works. Just as Spencer Heckert, kind of shocked that he left S-Works too. Um, because Heckert, Heckert was kind of come and go. You know, one day he'd be good, one day he'd be bad. I still think Heckert's best performance is on HB, and I think that's where he's going to end up, going back to HB. He's really good friends with Kyle Ogden. 
I don't know what his deal was with SWAX. I heard at the end he got this, heard that he got that. Look, majority of the time when people leave these situations is because of the deal. They got a better deal, you know, or whatever. So that's what it comes down to. Hackard wanted to join a team with Mayfield. Where is he going to fit on Antechno? Where? They have Wiggins, Seth Van Dalen, Joey Bardon, all these young guys. Where? Where? I have a feeling that he's going back to HB. That's where he was the best. Like, Hacker was really good at HB before he left to go to S-Marks. I'm just being honest. I'm not saying that he wasn't good at S-Marks, but he was good at HB. But yeah, David Olsen to HB kind of shocked me. That was probably one of the most shocking things I saw in silly season this week. Tebow, hot race manager, no more Mayako. Not shocked at this. I knew from the first month that Tebow probably wasn't going to last on Mayako. I'm going to say something to you guys. Being a team manager is one of the hardest fucking things in RC to do. Being a team manager of a chassis company is the hardest thing to do. Because a chassis isn't as disposable as tires. A chassis isn't disposable as engines. A chassis isn't disposable as lipo batteries. Stuff like that. So being a chassis manufacturer team manager is very hard. Being a tire manuf- uh, tire tire team manager, being an engine team manager, all that type of stuff is a little bit easier because that all stuff is a buzz when you sell multiple amounts of that and people really want to get a deal in there so they can, you know, people use a lot of tires. People go through maybe two, three engines a year, but they do not go through multiple chassis a year. They go through parts, but not multiple chassis. Um, I think Hot Race was a natural transition for Tebow uh, because he's been selling the things, uh, selling the tires. I know A-Main selling them. Uh, I like Hot Race. He's a, Nicholas, a good friend of mine. He's a big supporter of the podcast. So I think it'll be all right. We'll see how it does. Not everybody has a team manager mentality. And with that said, I'll be right back. All right. Absolutely. So I had like a couple beers before I started her, so it's all coming out now. Uh, dead air. Yes. I, when, I, when I have a couple of beers, I have to pee. So I think he'd be all right at Hot Race. You know, being a, a team manager of tires and engines is a little bit easier than being a chassis manufacturer. I know. Ask me how I know. I've been a chassis uh Chassis manager. Um, so our next stop is is <laughs> just had to spill. <laughs> That's funny, dear Jenkins. Uh, Cavalry to Sparco. This seems to be the thing. Sparco, one of those brands that I think are making a big push at the end of this year. I think uh, you're gonna they're gonna be a popular car next year. I mean, they're popular without even having any. Okay, yeah, they have Tyler Jones. 
he did well at um at the North Georgia shootout Georgia Peach State Classic with it, sorry. And um yeah, you'll see. With Cav on it, everybody's like Cav's done. I don't think so. Cav finished fifth at this at Wicked Weekend the last time he was there. And he's been doing good in 10 scale. Don't 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 do not count out the goat. Paul Rodman says, I have any no, I don't have any black rum, but I'm having a Jack and Coke right here. Still in the Christmas spirits. So let's get down to what everybody wants to know. Where are the fullers going? Hmm. Well, so I swear on, I thought that they were going X-ray at first. Then there's a possibility of going Mugen. But I don't. I agree with you, Charlie McKenzie. They have no money, but they have. When you deal with Cavalier, you got to pay. You know, because Lefty the Sheriff is in her. Lance says X-ray. I was talking to an X-ray guy recently, and when I mentioned in the Fuller's name, he just smiled like this. But I have, with good, my sources tell me that is S-Works. Now, with Hackard going, Tanner Danny, believe it or not, Tanner Danny still ran for S-Works. And somehow I heard he was even getting paid, even though he didn't race at all this year, maybe race twice. So he's gone and, he- and Heckert's gone. You got Rose, Camden, and uh, Bornhorse. Now you're going to have the Fullers in there. I think, yeah. It's, let's see. Let's see how they do on a pillow ball car. X-ray, though, still a possibility. Still a possibility. But I'm pretty sure it's S-Works. So Fullers to S-Works. I'm pretty sure. Pretty 100% sure about that. All right. I did see that. I saw that, Brian Eater. You bring up a good point. Clinic RC says, not X-ray. X-ray will require them to run FX engines. Well, yes, they try to do that with Marco Barufla, and generally X-ray people have to run that, but uh, Ronald Fox still running his course attack engines, from what I know. The Walkers did not go to SRX. They are running for Rockstar Hobbies and running Kyosho cars. So, um, this her JV. What's up, JV? I got 10 bucks on Tyrone at Hong North. So, you know what? I see that HRCR, uh, Brian Eider, is now doing Hong North cars. So, if you guys don't know who Hong North is, it's like, when Ofna was around, it was Ofna. They had the Hyper 7 cars, which is Hobao, and they had the Hong Noor cars, which was like the, I can't remember, like Hong Noor 9.5 or something like that. Like the, um, I can't really, I can't really, I can't remember what it was. But eventually, Hong Noor car became the, the, um, Jammin car, which was a great platform built by Jammin J, right? And all that type of stuff. And also Hong Nor Hong Nor makes the IGT8, which is a great uh GT car. In fact, I believe Hong Nor j- might have just won the GT World Championship. So if you guys don't know what GT is, GT is basically the owner version of Buggy, Nitro Buggy. It's a Nitro Buggy converted to an on-road car, even though they're getting more like touring cars. So I don't know, but part of my rant is a myth tie. So hold on. Speaking of Ty, we'll talk about Ty. I don't know what's going to happen to Ty. 
I keep hearing he's going to retire. I mean, he likes cowboy hats like me. He's a Canadian cowboy up there in Calgary. I heard he might retire. Not Okay, he, if he doesn't retire, he might have a full-time job and then drive on his side, you know? So we'll see. Everybody keeps saying Mugen. This is what Mugen said to Ty Tessman. I heard this from Gord's mouth at AMS. This is what they said. Mugen goes, we didn't see an increase in sales when Ryan Mayfield came on the team, and we didn't see a decrease in sales when he left the team. Mugen doesn't need to sign. They will at some point need to sign somebody that can win, but right now they don't have to. Come on, Tyrone can't retire. Absolutely, he can retire. Absolutely, we can retire. Don't worry, we're going to get into that rant. Um, all right, so before we go on to any, that's good and, and bad. What are we talking about? Clinic, are we talking about the Tyrone, uh, Mugen not making a difference? Uh, Ryan Mayfield not making a difference when he came on and coming off and, and leaving? That is good and bad. I have to agree with you, Walter Carpenter. Where are you? Walter Carpenter says, I love the jamming truggy. I did too. It was a great piece of kit. I love the jamma, the jamming uh oh, platform, to be honest. All right. It's gonna Charlie Mack, the original Bruggener. It's gonna be very hard for DeMarco DeMarco, DeMarco to identify, identify the hack bodies drivers with different chassis. All right, so let's talk about this. The HB heat wave, kind of not as hot as it was with the fullers leaving, with little bump leading, all this type of stuff. But they're also picking up a lot of a lot of regional drivers. They just picked up Olsen. They're probably going to get hackered. I see various other people signing with them. But at the same time, I heard from people around the world how, how hard it is to get parts, how hard it is to get kits, all this type of stuff. You know, what deals are these guys getting? Why did David Olsen leave S-Works? What deal did HB give him? We know that HB didn't pay Fuller's, didn't pay Little Bump the money that they needed. And in terms of $18,000, I'm hearing uh, to the Fuller's. Not sure about Little Bump. So, you know, there is nobody going, nobody else going to the K car in America. I already asked Ryan Lutz this at Full Bro. Little Bump is it. That's Kyosha America. Where is Cole going to go? Well, as far as I know, Cole's still running HB. So Max said it right on the podcast. He says, I don't think HB is dead yet, but he gives him another year. I actually give him two years. Do you know how hard it is to sell chassis in a, in a in a market that's induated, flooded with chassis? That's why I like Sparko and shout out to my boy Clinic RC because they're not currently Sparko buddy buggy, but that car has amazed people with very minimal. the 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 marketing strategy has been good, but it's been very minimal. They have no real pro drivers signed, but still people are intrigued with the Sparko buggy. I, Shit, I'm intrigued at the Sparko buggy. I looked at my buddy James Johnson and he showed me a picture of the battery, the battery, uh, where the battery shit goes, the battery, um, oh good lord, the battery box. 
and it has a transponder mount inside there. I was like, that's brilliant. That's actually brilliant. That's actually brilliant. Yeah, exactly, Charlie Mack. This this Sparker radio train alone. I was like, Woof. when I saw that picture this morning, I was like, ooh, that's good. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I think Sparker is going to be one of the cars to to watch out for next year. Let's talk about Mayako. So everybody thinks Mayako is dead. Go on. Death Dagger, I heard. You know? Well, guess what? Yeah, Ronald Fox left. That's probably the biggest blow, I would say, to to, to Mayako was Ronald Falk leaving. But that has a history that started back in DNC. Tebow leaving, that was always going to happen. He's retiring. You know? Whatever. He's going to be a hot race manager. He's got to go where he has to make a living, right? I think Mayako will be fine. From what I heard, they need to get their e-buggy out and they get the truck again, the e-truck again. So they'll focus on what they got to do. Talking to JQ, they're going to go back to doing the grassroots stuff, do whatever they have to do. That's on them, but they're not dead. There'll be other companies dead before them. So I said it. Yeah, biggest issue for me is difficulty in supply. They have not had kits for sale this year. They're still trying to get the e-buggy out. So... They still got to work on that. Yeah, Max Mort's designing truck. There were like five Mayako truckers at AMS. Five. Maybe that's an exaggeration. I know Robert was racing one. Trent was racing one. Raymond was racing one. All that type of stuff. And these are chassis built around other cars. But the production side is going to be the uh, the production side is going to be different when they do all that stuff. All right, let's take a question from Kevin Cass. Hey, Keenan, why do I see companies come out with cool parts for other cars like Sparco, but nothing for the Mayako? Companies don't even make different bodies for it because they're not selling enough of them. See, what you guys don't see, I think also that one of the things with Mayako is that it's all hidden in the Discord. Like, they're not really big on Facebook, all that type of stuff. So... They're still building. They need to get their e-truggy, e-buggy out and then get all the rest of their cars out. That's You know what? This is what I told JQ. I said, my alchemy needs to focus on getting their e-buggy out, their truggy, and their e-truggy out. Get four cars on the market. Then start worrying about it. RC Jarrett, Sparko is a secret weapon. Very detailed car. Yes, you have one. I've seen a... So up, he's up from the Northeast. A lot of these HB loyalists that were HB guys are now all running Sparko. Up in the northeast. That car has emitted interest from the start that it got. That is from the start. And I have to think it's because of the name. The first thing was the name. Sparkly Sparko. Ryan K. We have a mag rake for Mayako and Tassin. I know my buddy. So let's talk about that. That's actually a good thing because my buddy uh, Axel has been a big uh, petitioner for this. He likes it. I met the guy. I believe this is him, Ryan, at Magbreak at Silver State last year. And I uh, I got to watch Axel drive his car at AMS not, uh, recently. And that was really good. The Magbreak system was really good. So it might be something to look at in the future. Electronic brakes. So, 
exactly. I was assured the e-buggy would be out 1.5 years ago. Well, it happens. It ain't out. What am I supposed to do? I was assured I'd be a million in RC by now. I should have started with two million. All right. All right. We got a bunch of comments coming in here about Sparko. The original Brugginer, he won't be getting a Sparko today. They got a Truggy. So the Sparko Formula 8 is a hell of a name. It sounds like an actual racing series. Pretty good, I would say. So the Sparko looked like a very Paul Rodman. The Sparko looked like a very tough built car. All the cars that end in are tough. Even Mayako, Kyosha, and so on. Techno as well. Ryan K says Magbreak will be at Silver State. Dude, I watch Axel's car at AMS, and his car was good on the brakes. It was really good. Really good. Good question, Kevin Castle. I haven't seen anything online for MagBreak system in two years. How is anyone supposed to know about it if no one from the company is saying something? Well, there's the guy right there, Ryan. I believe that's him. He's saying something about it. But I'm telling you, I actually saw these in the real world on the Mayako, on Axel's Mayako at AMS. And Axel isn't some top driver. He's just a regular driver. And I, I turned him. I said, your brakes look good out there. Your brakes look good out there. All right. So let's finish off silly season. So we talked about McBride. We talked about. We yeah, if you have a link for mag breaks, please put them in the chat for anybody so people can find out. We talked about uh, Olsen to HB, Hackert out to HB, Fuller's to SRX, Tebow. Let's, you know what? We'll save Ty Tasman for my final rant. Let's talk about something, a little fact. This is a fact. This isn't feelings. You know what? I noticed that nobody's given us a super chat today. If you want to help, give us a super chat. This podcast, I need to buy some more drink. I like a super chat if that's possible. Um, I noticed a little fact posted by Ephra the other day. You know, Ephra, you know, the actual really functioning federation over there in Europe that's been functioning for a while, even though it has its problems. The Europeans currently hold eight out of the 10 IFMAR world championships that are out there. Think about that. Let that sink in for a second while I post up this question. Lance says, I think I've had too much. Nah. Ryan K, we have been perfecting a few things. It's a brand new technology. We don't want to release it till it's 100%. We recently developed the split bulkhead and the wireless feature. Oh, so this is the guy from MagBreak that I met. So they have been working on it. I think it's going to be revolutionary. You know what? When he gets it ready, we're going to have him on the podcast. So let's talk about that. Why is everybody going quiet? Nobody is nobody's really talking about that. The Europeans hold eight out of the 10 world championships, world championships out there. So we this started a little bit of thing. So there's only three offered world championships right now. There's one eight scale and the two ten scale. All the rest are like on road. Now we know that on road isn't that big in America anymore. 
No, they're almost at a 12 scale American Rouch. You know what? That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Brady. I appreciate you, dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for that awesome super chat. It's the last last lefty off the record of the year, and he just gave me an awesome super chat. Thank you, Brady. Hopefully see you again. Uh, hopefully up in the Pacific Northwest. And thank you, Joe Jenkins, for that 499. The bears will stay cold in freezing temperatures at SIC. Yes, they will. Um, so back to the whole world championship thing. It's so many onward world championships. So if so, let's see who's the three people that have the offer championships. We have oh, David Angar has eight skill, he has 10 scale four drive, and Tater has 10 scale two wheel drive. So that's three out of ten. So there's seven on-road world championships. Something's wrong there. We need more off-road world championships. E-Buggy's coming up, which is great. Oh, my goodness. We've got Super Chats coming in. Out of the yin-yang. Thank you, Blake Baker. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. What's up, Matt Olson? Oh, it's great work to you, man. Always. I was watching... Um, uh, Tim Lines Race, U.S. Open. Man, that track will look hard, hard, hard. I, I would have done a million flips on that track. Thank you, Oscar Painter. I support your pee breaks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, yes, I, Romel. I think this is Philippine Pacers. Awesome. A bottle of Red Horse. Very deadly beer. Don't drink too many of them. I know. I drank them in Abu Dhabi. Lance McDonald says, I would send money, but then he spent it all. Yeah, on his Teradex and cameras. But thank you, Lance. You helped me. Thank you all, all for the Super Chats. I greatly appreciate that. It helps us out. Donnie's dad, thank you. This is like Christmas coming early. Thank you, Donnie's dad. His son's awesome. His son snatched the mic out of my hand at an interview at the races. It's his thing now. This is like, give me that microphone. But awesome. And Thomas Kitchens, congratulations, buddy. Good friend of mine from Texas. He has a cowboy hat, too, in his picture. Thank you very much, everybody, for the super chats. This is going to be an awesome. Good evening, Tommy Lovacy, all that type of stuff. Well, let's get back to the topic. Thank you, Thomas Kitchens. I appreciate it. Congratulations on your new signing. It's em- Paul Rodman says, it's embarrassing, really. Europeans are kicking our asses for a while. And when they come here, over here, they do very well, too. Sad but true for the Americans. This is true, but I will say this. In on-road, it's kind of lopsided. There hasn't really been too many good on-road guys for a long time. It's it's kind of coming back. We almost had a 12-scale American world champion with Kemp Anderson at the recent 12-scale worlds. He was so close, but it didn't happen. And it's only three off-road. Now, in next year, in 20, sorry, in 2025, there will be an e-buggy off-road world championships which is great. I almost want to say there should be a Truggy World Championships, but I think it should be an E-Truggy. So it's just not as many classes, right? But it also goes, it's an attestment to the Europeans. uh, I think that the Europeans maybe just treat RC more like a sport than just a hobby. But um, you know what? It is what it is. You got to catch them up. You got to catch them up. That's it. 
at the end of the day, it's still just one race. We have a Worlds coming up next year. It's another chance for everybody to be on a fresh slate in Brazil and do well, which actually segues into my next topic, which is, oh man, we got people. Thank you. Thank you, Pro Star, Mag Break Kevlar Towers. There we go. So once when he gets his stuff going, we will we will uh get mag break on her because I'm telling you this stuff is revolutionary. Thank you, Ryan K. And thank you, Lucas. People want you back on the podcast, Lucas. We gotta have you back on. Um Tommy says, I agree. Europeans consider all RC as a sport, not as a hobby. Yes. RC is a sport, in my opinion. And um, I appreciate it. Thank you all for the for the super chats. It's great. Don't forget to go over and check out Lucas's documentaries and all this. He hasn't done any work. He hasn't done any videos for a while because he got burnt out on it. I know how he feels. But you should go check out what he done because it's awesome. He his voiceover was so good, I thought he got AI to do it. That's how good it was. Um, in off-road, Americans and are equal. I think Americans, Europeans are equal. You go over there, it's hard to beat them. They come over here, they can win sometimes, they don't win all the time. Like AMS, he was very fast. Uh, one Carlos class was very fast. I thought he was going to win, but Ryan Mayfield kicked his ass in the end, right? The issue is they also have a very functioning old governing body that helps them. So that's what makes a big difference. And also you got to understand there's many different countries. So every country in Europe has their own federation that as well. And those federations, um, those federations all adhere to the Afro federations. And then even for instance, uh, like in the Scandinavian countries, RC is considered part of the motorsports. So they actually, so the RC is up there. Like they have a end of year, like award ceremony where they give these drivers, like different people from all different sports and RC is included in that. So these guys get dressed up in tuxedos. They get medals. Max is one, one Pekka is one, one and all that stuff. So it is what it is. It's just the mentality to it. They also don't race as many classes as America. They race nitro buggy and probably e-buggy. Very, very close. All right, let's look at some questions. Joe Jenkins says, what sucks is being local to one of the nicest tracks in America and it's only open on Friday and Saturday. He is, he is, he's actually at Thornhill, which is awesome. Matthew Olson, European tracks usually say the same, so hard to beat someone that knows the track, though not all the cases, but most. I would agree to that to a point. At the end of the day, you're still a pro driver. You still have to go race. So on the flip side of that would be the Europeans coming over racing at night on the lights and stuff like that. They don't do that on a completely different track that they ain't used to. Ryan K says, we are very close, just buttoning up a few things. Brakes are perfect. App is out, just finishing up the bulkheads and wireless update for all the brand models. So there you guys go. That mag break stuff is on the cusp of being released. Actually, like I said, I saw my buddy Axel using them and they look very good. And 
Being as we're on the European American thing, EKJ24000, left tire salute. I got a question. Why are Americans scared to race in Europe when Tebow won seven Neo Buggies? What changed? Well, I will say this he won six. Um, Neo Buggies was on a different track every year. So it was a purpose built track inside of a building every year. So it was a fresh track for everybody. I would agree with that. It was also a very American style track. Super crossy because it wasn't big. So lots of 180s, lots of jumps, you know, stuff like that. A lot of European tracks are big with lots of corner speed. Lots of look at Redavon. Redavon is huge. The amount of corner speed those guys are carrying through those races, those tracks, those corners is amazing. I will say this jumps are fun, but they're easy to do, easy to master. Corner speed wins races. Coming from, from Greg Degani. All right, so we're going to move on from that because we've beat that horse to, to death on that. I would like to see more Europeans go over to America. I'm sorry. I would like to see... I, I, I'm all for the Europeans coming over to American race. I would like to see that replicated with more Americans going over to Europe. But it's about budget, too, and about time. So I wanted to do something real quick. Exactly. Tons of races here in the U.S. Less travel costs, hard to justify a lot of, for a lot of American countries. That's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, bottom line is money. Paul Robbins says, everyone forgets lots of ones won against the true current champion Angaro and beat him straight up with the Agama and Bolimeter. He did. He did beat him. That was a great race at the last uh, DRC. But that same year at Montpellier, Lutz didn't make it out of the quarterfinals. Which was a big race in France. Oh, hold on. Joe Jenkins sent another super chat. Petition to ban off-camber corners and crossovers. I don't mind off-camber corners. Crossovers are dangerous. I am not a big fan of crossovers. I am not. I think the very dangerous. Very dangerous. Unless you're jumping like 20 feet above somebody. But if you're jumping like Anywhere that it can hit somebody, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Thank you, Joe Jenkins. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for the uh, super chats. We've had quite a few. Let's see. We've had we've had quite a few. All right. So I kind of wanted to do something the best of for 2023. So uh, I wanted to get you guys' opinions on this. Who was, in your opinion... The best one eight scale driver in USA. Let's see what you guys say in the chat. I then we're gonna go to European driver after that. So who do you think was the best uh USA driver this year? One eight scale only. Walter Carpenter says Fend. Yeah. Ramal says Fend. So that's two two Fends. D70, what's up? Says Fend. 
Clinic says Ryan Mayfield. Joe Jenkins says Mayfield. Marquise Butler says Lutz. Oscar says Fend. Donnie, he had the most fun, says Donnie's dad. I agree. Paul Rodman says Fend. Joe, Salty Joe says Cavallari. What the? Mike Fuller, how you swarking over there, Mike Fuller, building that new wrench room? He says, he says, Fend. Jonah Wilson, he's going to come up in a bit. That's tough. Uh, Ryan Mayfield, Ryan Mayfield. Ryan Gambler says, Fend the first half of their toss up after that. I could live with that. Thomas Kitchen says, Fend. Badland says, Fend. Paul Rodman says Degani for the diabetes class. Walter says, I believe Mayfield will leave when his team when his deal is up. Not if he's getting paid. Ben Humphrey says Mayfield. Edzy. So it's it's a cross between Mayfield and Fend. Um, I would say that Fend won the national championship. So, and I, I don't know how many. Eight scale races they won where they are, but I think Fenn won more. Then so I would say this year it was definitely Fend, but I'm gonna give I am giving it's very close because I would say that Mayfield ground out a lot of wins this year. And after that, what what I saw him do at AMS was probably the best I'm seeing Mayfield run all year. Like where he was confident, like like he was back on Mugen. So, what I saw at AMS and what I saw from Fend, who was still trying to catch him, I made so many mistakes. I would say that Fend was the best this year, but going into 2024, Mayfield is on a on a, a, a better is how can I what's the word I'm looking for? Like a better better mind state, I would say, because what I saw him do at AMS was impressive. Yeah, I would but say Fenn was the best eight-scale racer this year. Best eight-scale racer. Trajectory. There we go, Oscar. He's on the best trajectory going into 2024, in my opinion. Ryan Mayfield is. After, like, when I, I saw Mayfield race a couple of races this year, I saw him at Wicked Weekend. Yeah, I saw him at Wicked Weekend. I saw him at the Nationals. I saw him at DNC. He won DNC, but he kind of ground that out. Um... At the Nationals, he didn't look sharp at all. He looked like he was just hanging on. And then at uh, AM Wicked Weekend, he kind of wasn't really there. And then at AMS, though, he was he was there. Like in that main, he got up to he was hounding Fuller, and he was and he said that was the best techno he's had all year. Yeah, I said Ryan won DNC, but he kind of grounded out. It was a battle between him and uh. Him and Fend. All right. Best European driver, eight scale of the year. I think this is hands down Juan Jose Canas. Close, close in second for me is uh, actually um, Elliot Boots. Corey says Fend lost it after Barry left. You know what? It is no coincidence that after Barry left, Fenn did not do well. 
Yeah, I'd have to say JC3, best European driver this year. Man, if you are, if you guys didn't watch the IBC race where he beat Angaro, it's fucking probably one of the best races I saw this year. It was amazing. Don't get me wrong, Kanas did uh Ongaro did well this year as well. But Kanas was just but well, then I can say again, in the second half of the year, after the European Championships, Kanas didn't win as much. But I think one of the best I would give boots. The second half of 2023, he rejuvenated his career. So, and Ongaro was good, but he wasn't as good as Ongaro. Look at me wrong. Ongaro won a world championship in, in 10 scale. But JC3, Ongaro was a world champion in 2023. What's on what? Eight scale. Eight scale this year. Juan Carlos Canas, Elliot Boots, second. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Lance <laughs> McDonald says Max Mort. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Continue with our best of 2023. Most surprising driver of this year. Now, that could be any level. Jonah Wilson. Surprised me a lot this year. Mm, come the line too, but I think Jonah Wilson had better finishes. So Jonah Wilson came to my attention at North Georgia shootout this year. And he was given um Aiden, who was at North Georgia shootout, Lance? Was it Aiden Horn? Cole was there, and somebody else was there. Eight scale, eight scale, eight scale. Charlie Mack. Eight scale. So that doesn't count. So Brian says Camden Line. Mark Anthony says Tramal Lobo. Owen Simmons says me. McBride, come back with Kyosho. Nah, don't think so. Tater says Donnie. Ty Tasman, but not in a good way. Wiggins says Walter. Walter Carpenter. Yes, Ryan K. I know uh, that uh, Robert Battier has requested a mag break. Yes, it was Horn and Ogden. He was given Horn and Ogden fits at North Georgia shootout. And I was like, man, who's this kid? And he's only 16. That young man is very good. Very good. Clinic says little bump. Charles Charlie Mack says little bump. Okay. I can't argue with a lot of those things. Nick Salto says Jay Bless first and Ongaro in second. <laughs> All right. So, okay. We're mixed on that. Some people say Jonah Wilson. The question was Journey Lavasi, who was the most surprising driver of the year? Who surprised you? Pleasant surprised you. I guess we should say pleasantly. We'll say who was the biggest flop of the year after that. I guess we'll say who was the biggest disappointment of 2023 for you guys. Okay, Tommy says little bump. 
JQ and 40 plus. <laughs> so who was the biggest disappointing driver? We'll keep it to pro level. Let's keep it to pro level to make it easier. What's up, C-Line? He says little bump after second at Silver State. I wasn't surprised at this. Yeah, I was surprised at the second. Oscar Painter says Tyrone. Nick, which is Ty Tasman. Cavalari, which sucks. Okay. Nick Saltar says Jay, Jay Bless. I would say for me personally, it was Ronald I think his results weren't good this year. Charles McKenzie says Cole, let me down. Pecco at AMS. Yeah, I was surprised. Pecco is better than what he was at AMS. I'll give him that. Barufalo, Kimo says Barufalo to WRC. <laughs> Cal C- Ken Cahoon says the Viking were the most disappointing. I would say. I would say that. Ty or David R says Thomas Kitchens. Donnie's dad says Ogden has struggled after 2022 Worlds. He has not been the same. He wanted that Worlds win bad. I think it's been the same. <laughs> 2022 isn't too much different than 2023. I, I say that, but I think Cole is probably one of the most talented drivers out there. Tasman, Tebow? I think Tebow had a decent year. Tebow, in my opinion, at the Nationals, probably should have finished second. Probably should have finished second. Absolutely. I let everybody down in 21-5. Epic fail. Lance up there making me nervous. All right, so Rana Falk Tessman. Some Tebas. Okay, that's okay. All right, sec, let's up. Best race to the end of the year. Not the best race. And this is only in, in Nitro. Well, I guess we can say we can say best finish. Best finish of the year in any class. I have Canas versus Angara at IBC and Fend Pippin Van Dalen on the very last lap of Wicked Weekend. Kimo says JCC versus Ongaro. I would say that. I did not start shaking in tech. Dan Jones says JC3 IBC. Yep, that was a damn good race. Little Bump and Joe. Not, I don't remember that race. That was 2022. If you're talking about E-Truggy. Paul Robbins says Tyler Jones at Peach State. Okay. I wouldn't agree with that. Owen Simmons says Wicked Weekend. That was that was a good finish. I, I have to admit. That was a damn good finish. I'm tossed up. But I think, I think, I think, uh, excuse me. Lyman Hackett at Program was good. Hackett was very good at Program. I think JC3, Mayfield and Lutz. 
I don't even remember that race. You got to say the race as well. I think for me, personally in 2023, Orlowski and Bruno, eh, not really. Red's race fun. What Red's race are you talking about? Ooh, ooh, very good, very good, very good, Charlie Mack. At uh, Gusago, the Red's race, that was very controversial. I agree with you there. Ooh, thank you. I forgot all about that. Very good, Charlie Mack. Very good. Were they rub boots? They rub boots of a victory. What tire change did I miss? What did I miss? Was I at this race? The tire change was epic. I'm into so many races, I forgot. I would have to agree, Charlie Mack. That's in my top three. I would say Little Bump and, and Marco was good too at Silver State. What druggy race are you talking about, Walter Carpenter? I didn't I didn't watch that. So uh I'm sorry. I'm thinking about like majority big races, really big races where all the pros were there where it came on to the last minute. Last few seconds. Okay, sorry, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch U.S. the Truggy race, the uh, U.S. Open race. I do apologize, but for me personally, IBC Wicked Weekend. I mean, when like when Dakota, when when they were coming, like so when Kanas caught up, like I thought Ongaro had won it, and then I'm like, is that Kanas? Is that Kanas? And then he came up. What's up, Robert Masco? How are you? And when he came up and then they had that battle at the end, that was epic. When um, Fend and Vandela went through that rumble section at Wicked Weekend and Vandela was kicking ass the whole time and then just kind of messed up on that last bit. I was just like, what the hell? That was that was what I mean by close race. U.S. National Truck Game ran Fens, Enderbrook, Mayfield, Passon. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. I, I don't think none of this, in my personal opinion, I think none of this is as, ep- as epic as those two races. And then the finish at the Reds race between Boots and um, that whole race was epic. So, All right, I, I can agree with someone. I, I I did not see the truggy chain, the truggy tire change at the U.S. Open, so I cannot commentate. I cannot comment on that. All right, best brand growth of twenty twenty three. Who do you guys think that goes to? I have to say Sparks in America. Sparks as a as a brand period because I think that Canas and Boots. A testament to that carb, that package being good. I would have to say Kyosho as well. Kyosho, Kyosho was very impressive in 2024, 2023. Ashwak. I would say Ashwak. 
I wouldn't dispute that either, Derek Vanderham. He says, yes, because they gave everyone and their mom a deal. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. But they haven't done anything that any other brand hasn't done. They haven't done anything any other brand's done. Guys, slid down on the super chats. Bless. I think you should give me a super chat just because you're Jay Bless and you can do it. W, I mean, I don't think that WRC was of did any grand brand growth. They signed Marco Baruffalo. That's it. They went through a big mess in America over what their brand was going to be. That's not growth. I'm sorry. I can't give you a plug. So Tommy Lovesi says, Ryan made a full four-tire change pit during pit stop event. I believe four places down and drove back to win at the U.S. Open Field Champs. That's all good and proper, but the only real competition competition at the U.S. Champs was Lutz and, and, Mate and Camden. Whereas at IBC, you had some of the best in Europe, and at the weekend weekend, you had every best driver in America there. Um, all right. Most improved driver of 2023. I actually don't have uh anybody for this. No, I'm not disputing that I'm not disputing that the US hope that wasn't awesome. I'm just saying that well, you're comparing I'm talking about races where like all the talent were there. I agree with you. So who do you think is the most improved driver of the year? All right, so let's go. We have Lance McDonald says Bornhorst. Brent Jackson says him. <laughs> That's RC Body Armor. Check them out. D70 says B-Rose. Lee Gray says Little Bump. Andrew Morales says Fi Long. Sean Bourne says him. Walter Carpenter likes Wiggins. Says Wiggins. Mm. Nuclear Crypto says Jonah Wilson. Kimo says Jonah Wilson. Little Bump. Daniel Parente. Daniel Wynn. Mad Maddie Long. Big shout out to her. She is probably one of the most impressive up and coming young races that I've seen as well. Walter says Horn. Joe improved a lot from the start of the room. Tommy says B Rose. Who else do we have her? Um, Mad Maddie says Thomas Kitchens. I would say that she improved a lot. That young lady grew up a lot. This on a non-pro side, she was at Miss Bella. I think I think Mad Maddie is a little better than Miss Bella. Mad Maddie races a lot more bigger races than than uh, Bella Rogers. She just doesn't. She's not good at our interviews. Ben Humphrey says Van Dalen. Mm, I don't really have an improved driver. Walter Carpenter says Cameron Brew to Kyosho, but he doesn't race on a national level at all. Badland says Mad Maddie. Woo, Mad Maddie got a lot of votes. Yeah, I, I don't have. On a, a bit most improved driver. Hmm. Let me think about that for a second. Hold on. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, Brandon. Uh, I I would say that Brandon finished more races this year. I always thought I always thought Brandon was good. I thought he finished more races this year. All right. So a lot of people say Brandon Rose, Mad Maddie, um, and Jonah Wilson is in that. I guess we're gonna have to give it to B Rose. Charlie Max says DeMarco only one flame others. DeMarco really raced this year. Does that even count? Doesn't even count. All right. Quite a lot. Badlands, he says, how many times did you mention Mad Maddie's name? Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Watch out for that young lady. She races a lot. Mike Fuller with points. Rose was 15 in points last year and fifth this year. So points don't lie. Rose had a good year. I would say that. He had a very good year. He was the best S-Works USA driver. So, yeah. He finished a lot more races. So, yeah. I think it's between B. Rose, Julian Oliveris. Maybe. Regionally. Yes, very good. So, Blake Baker says, Aiden Ridgeway, Wilson Coward, Ryan Day is all fast and Maddie, but she is coming and killing it. Yeah, she is. But she has improved a lot. And Wilson needs to learn how to qualify better. We all know that. Wilson can bump, do the bump game, but he cannot qualify. But nothing. The Wilsonator needs to learn how to, to, to do better in qualifying. S-Works, Andy Ridgeway was very impressive too, but he also needs to run a little bit more, more national events. Ryan Daze, yeah, he was good at the uh, Mark Moon races. Tommy Levensi says, S-Works platform made Beavers have a damp. Yeah, I would agree with that. D7, he says, lefty your son. <sighs> My son impressed me at uh, all out when he went there. I would, I would, I would put Lee Sets in there. Lee Setzer was uh, very improved this year. Good runs, good runs. Mason Templeman, uh, intense skill, yes. He did good at uh, Masters, but I think B Rose. I think B Rose. I think B-Rose. There's actually a bunch of young, fast Southeast racers coming up. They're all like, I would say 11 to 15 to 16. And they are very fast. You know what? I would agree with you here. Tyler Fenster actually did very good, Kevin Casson, in both 10 scale and 8 scale this year. I would give him a lot of credit. Mike Fuller, Wilson was 37 in 22 and 23rd in 23. Camden Lyon was good this year, too. Camden Lyon was good this year. Why was Tebow such a letdown this year? I don't know. He was good at some races. He was good at 
A lot of races. People got a top five at DNC. Didn't make the main at P at Silver State. Finished what third at Nationals? I don't know. All right, enough about that. Twenty twenty three is almost over. Let's start looking to twenty twenty four. Thank you, Kevin Stewart. I bought it in South Carolina. I didn't know Cowboys existed there. So it's a world year coming up next year. Worlds in Brazil, Sao Paulo in September. Can't wait. Ooh, boy. Press canvas. I think they're going to have two warm-up races. So people don't have excuses. Who's you guy? I agree. So Blake's talking about Wilson. The Wilson leader. Very fast. We need to figure out how we can qualify better so he doesn't have to bump up from the B-mans and all that stuff. So, but he's very fast. I'm telling you, right now in the Southeast, they have a plethora of fast young kids coming up. So, back to the worlds. Do we know the style of track that will be in Brazil? Well, I think Davy Davison is going to build it. And I want to say it's going to be a little bit of because he learned from Joey and he has his own style and he built some of the best some of the best tracks I've seen I think it's going to be a cross between American and European style on very red dark clay I've been to the track where it's going to be so I know what the type of aggregate it's going to be uh, I think like I said, it's going to be a blank slate for everybody. It's not going to be none of the bullshit about oh, it's the same permanent track or this and that. It's going to be a blank slate. The only people that are going to have an advantage are going to be the Brazilians because they're going to be able to run on it. And I think that we're going to have that neutral track for everybody. I think it's going to be a great 2024 Worlds if people go. But who do you think is going to be good in 2024 besides the Worlds? I said Mayfield goes into 2024 on an upward trajectory. How would the Fullers adapt to the Swarks car? Well, thank you, Roche RC. And don't forget to check out, check out Roche RC's YouTube channel. He's making great content. But not running Nitro cars, so... But thank you, Roach. Check out Roach RC on YouTube. He has some good stuff. Chemo says Little Bump. So here's my thing with Little Bump. He is fucking 13. I think he meant 13 this year. So he's going to 14 next year. He has plenty of time. He still has about three to four years before we start putting a lot of pressure on him. So it'd be interesting to see what he does. He has to learn a new car. Aisha's a good car. He'll be all right. So we'll see. We shall see. So people want to see how Little Bump is going to do. Super interesting. Oscar Painter. Super interesting to see how Little Bump does. Mayfield granted the second year Techno looks to be on point. I, I couldn't agree with that. I'm sorry. I do agree with that on Mayfield. I want to see what Fenn's going to do. That's going to be... That's going to be something because, I mean, in the second half of the year, Fenn, they have some wins, but 
didn't look as dominant as he did in the first half. So it's going to be interesting. I think Angara on the European side, I think Angara is going to come with a vengeance. I think uh, Ronafalk too. I know Matrix is working on tires. But I think I think Boots, Canas, Canas, not Canas, Canas are going to be good. I think if I, I can't, I have a doubt team Fuller. I think Fuller is going to be good. I think Cavalier is going to be good. That's Sparko. I think he's going to be good. That's going to be something to watch out for. And I don't disagree. I think B Rose is going to be good too on the S Works. I think it's going to be good. I think Cav, I think, I think Sparko is going to be the, a very popular brand in 2024 because there's a lot of hype around it. And I think Cavalari is actually going to do very well with it. So Cavalari is going to do pretty good. He mean, his last big race was Wicked Weekend and he finished fifth. He had switched from the J to the, to the TCO tires. And this has got to be Cavs last chance. Like, and when I say that, I mean, he's just running out of options, right? Just running out of options for chassis companies. So, and we'll see. We will see. All right. I'm just watching. Hold on. Here's a question we got all the time. What is the likelihood of seeing a pro nitro buggy A main live on ESP one day? Never. By the time I die, it won't be in my lifetime. I hope I live to be a hundred, but probably not going to. Um, we have no product for for that. We have no product. So that we have no product. We don't have a big billboard where you can see people. We don't have personalities in RC. We don't have anything. Roach RC. I don't really see Sparko lasting past 2025 in Revelance unless Cav does really well. They have nobody. And it's got more hype than most brands are on it. Nobody. Okay, they have Tyler Jones. But that I don't think anybody's talked more about Sparko in this last year than any other brand. Charlie Mack says, I think I could get on ESPN Plus or one of the obscure sports like ESPN Ocho. Maybe. We don't, we don't even know who a pro racer is in RC anymore. So, yeah. Which brings me to my next brands to watch will be Kyosho, Sparko, S-Works. So I think Aspark's trajectory is definitely going up, but I, I watch as brands go. So brands go as the deal goes. So everybody gets a deal for Aspark's this year. Then it's 2024. Then when people don't, people will want a better deal going to 2025 and then things drop down a little bit. It will be if Aspark's can keep that momentum going. They'll, they'll go up to a high, they'll drop down a little bit, and then they have to keep that momentum level. But as for S-Works, this is the most I've seen the brand grow in America ever. And it's been in America for quite a long time. Well, you know, with different distributors. So I just don't think that we'll see. Sparko, 
getting a lot of a lot of brand recognition with nobody really on it. Lots of people that I know that HP are running Spark and all. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how things go when the car starts hitting the track at, you know, on a regional level, on a national level, and all that type of stuff. Kyosho will grow. I think Kyosho is on that trajectory. Kyosho has legacy. Kyosho has that name, all that type of stuff. So once they get back up to that trajectory where they are, where they're going to be, they may not be on top, but they'll be near the top. Once they get back into that top five amount of brands at a racetrack, they'll maintain that level and go up from there if they keep it right. And that's because they have namesake and eight bloody world championships behind them. So that's my thoughts. Oh, well, here's a great, here's a great uh, topic. Thank you, Matt Olson. Because he's been on BattleBots. Being on BattleBots the last couple of years and looking at the brushing, it's $100,000 an hour. And a lot of it is scripted except the fight outcome. And they are a year to year on if they get another year. Exactly. I always come back to this point. RCGP had a media day their first year and companies didn't show up. RC is not... RC Racing has professionals that aren't using a professional way. And BattleBots, way more popular than what we do in RC racing. Marcus says, Pavitas and Jones will definitely help Sparkle get... I don't think Jones is going to race that much. He's about to be married and have a kid. And Pavitas is in school. RC fan. Here's a good question. Is there any blacks in this sport? There's a few, but no professional ones. The closest person of color to be a professional in RC racing is Paul Coleman. But there's definitely a lot more people of color racing now, especially in the Southeast, which is great to see. In fact, there's a young young man named Toot Hollinsworth who's getting better and better every weekend out of Atlanta, Georgia. It is definitely RC is start definitely starting to get more uh just people of all types, more Latins, more people uh, uh black people. I'm a mixed person myself. Eustace Moore, owner of MIP, but Toot as the one who's really been uh I've been noticing lately. He's like what? He's eleven, same age as my son. Toots doing very well. And then, of course, you can't forget Jay Bless up in the Northeast and Nick Saltal, Marcus Butler as well. So it's definitely a lot more uh, people of color racing RC in RC. That's good to see. Just like we need to see more females racing. More RCs for everybody. It doesn't matter what color you are, what handicap you are, what race you are, what sexuality you are, anything. Anybody can do RC. You know? I'm a one-armed gimp, and I can do RC. So. It's definitely growing. And is everybody getting along at the tracks? But watch out for Toot Hollinsworth. He's He's coming. I say that because I've watched him. I've had a lot. I've been to a lot of races where he's there, and all these young young racers are at Southeast, in the Southeast, and I've watched them develop over the last year. 
So it's good to see. <clears throat> All right. So Kyosho Sparko S-Works. Here's my, my controversial question. E-Troggy will grow in 2024. Yep. I think... I personally think that E-Troggy will overtake, uh, it probably has, but I think E-Troggy will overtake Nitro-Troggy. That's my thoughts again in 2025. You guys want to argue about that one? RC fan says, I feel E Phylon made a stamp on E Troggy after Silver State Pass. I don't tell you what, though, in the Southeast, E Troggy is freaking popular. Uh, my lawyers have advised me not to talk much about Troggy issues, so I'm just going to call it Bruggy from now on. E Bruggy. Mike Fuller says, I'm going to race E-Truggy, E-Bruggy at some race at a race in 2024. I actually want to E-Bruggy myself. That's what I want to race. I actually want to bring my son to race next year. So, Charlie Mack, that doesn't count as a super chat. You just said four ninety nine. All right. So, John Curse did did JQ get his x-ray kit in? I know he was stoked on the design. Yeah, he got his touring car. I was talking to him the other day, and he goes, well, x-ray takes some. He, he said to me, I asked Hagberg and Coelho if, X, if x-ray would take some criticism. I want my own Mike Fuller. I want my own e-truggy. My son wants to race nitro buggy, and I'm going to get it. I'm going to build him one. And bring it. The only problem is I can't pit him. So I have to have somebody pit for him, which Blake did. Blake did a good job. My son wants to race. He says, not electric. He wants to race Nitro. I think I want to bring him uh, Wicked Weekend again. All right. So I have a rant. I have a rant. Oh, hold on. We have a question. Lefty. From Oscar Painter, are there any impending nitro fuel limitations, regulations in Europe that may cause nitro to diminish relative to electric? So they do have a. So in Europe, they have a regulation about the percentage of nitro. You can run 16%. That's all you can buy, right? But it's not because of the environment. It's not because of anything like that. It's actually because of terrorism. I probably shouldn't say that word on YouTube, but it's because of terrorism. Apparently, when they arrested somebody that bombed something, apparently, they found a bottle of 25% nitro that he bought from a hobby shop there. I think it was in Spain, if I'm not mistaken properly. So it is not about the environment. It is about more about a terrorist thing in Europe. But they have figured it out. People are running, have been running 16% all year since last year and this year. So that's been all good. Blake Baker says, let me know and I will have it ready. Yes, I think so. I think so. I think so, Blake. We'll see. It is nonsense. It is nonsense, Jay Blast. It isn't about the environment. It is about uh, it is about a terrorism 
thing, to be honest. All right, so my rant for this week is for this last lefty off the record, because we are we are approaching, you know, the end of silly season here, and we see everybody moving over and doing this and change, changing all this type of stuff. And oh, look, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. 99.9% of this is because of a better deal. Period. On a pro side, on an intermediate side, and all this type of stuff. No, that's fine. That's fine. Or maybe you don't feel like you're getting what you deserve at this round. You're going over here. You're going over there doing that, doing that. Do all that type of stuff. Right? I have something to say to people right now. And RC... This is this is not good for RC as a whole. So everybody was asking about Tyron Tessman. Right? On a pro side, I understand. It's about money. You go where you get paid. Because that's your job. It's a pro job. I have now been working in the RC industry for seven years. It's my job. This is what I do for a full time. I do RC. It's a job. It's just like you going to work. It just happens to be, I happen to do it in RC. Right? Let's look at Ty Tessman right now. You know what? Let me take off these sponsors so I don't get them in trouble. Oh, let's look at Ty Run Tessman right now. Ty Tessman, he's the 2014 world champion. He made his first ever world championship A man in 2008 at the age of 14. He has won countless national events. DNCs, Silver States. I I may even think he's won a Neo Buggy. I might be wrong about that. He has finished top three in countless world championships. One of, he has made a name for himself in the RC world. He is only 30 years old. And that man might not have a ride for next year where he can continue on and be a, a paid professional RC driver. Just let that sink in. Let that sink in. All the accomplishments that that man has accomplished in his life as an RC driver. His, he has literally traveled around the world doing RC. Think about that. Think about that. Just think about that for a quick second. Made a name for himself. World champion. National champion. DNC champion. All this type of stuff. Still at 30 years old. Yes. Has he had the best last couple of years? He's won. Oh, I would add he is the one eight scale racer that has broken up the, the, the Dakota Fen and Mayfield dominance we've seen in eight scale over the last two years. That man may not have a ride next year. May not have a ride. One of the best in the world. Probably not right now, probably, but still, that man could go to a world championship next year and probably still, that man finished, what, fourth? I think, what, where did he finish at the Worlds last year? That man could go to the Worlds next year and still be a top five finisher. That man might not have a, a ride next year. But yeah, you got people out there that are in the C main, B main. Of national events, winning 100% deals and fucking travel money. 
But yet you got a guy with accomplishments like Ty Tasman, who should get paid for doing what he does for a living, probably not having a ride next year. Let that sink in. Our industry is fucked. Think about that. Think about that. A guy in his, still in the peak of his career, still got years left in his career, might be out. But yet, some guy in a seaman thinks he deserves travel money and fucking free shit. That's why RC is going down the drain. This, it, on a professional level, No, no. Everybody says he, he he could have a deal. No, no. We could go back to it's Ty and his dad. So let's let's get Gord out of the Gord out of the situation. Gord already said that he's not going to. He's he's out. He's going to get a real job and all that type of stuff. Right. That's fine. So here's Ty. Still not got a deal. Ooh, I think I sparked something with Clinic RC. Thank you, Clinic RC. Did you like that? If he chooses, if he chooses, this man has to get paid. That's his fucking job. See, we have to... No, I'm not wrenching. I'm not getting mad at you, Thomas. Is that you guys have to separate this. You... 99.9% of us in this ch- in, in this RC world, we go to these RC races. It's an escape from reality. It's all it's it's all what we do. It's no different than going to play sports on the weekend or going to race go-karts or doing anything like that there, right? But this man, his job is it, he doesn't choose. It's it's up. It, it's not his choice. If he's not going to get paid, why should he stay? Would you would you stay and do a job that takes up all your time that you don't get paid for? So you got to separate that. You have to separate this. Our love for doing the industry and our love for being there and doing all that type of stuff, which ninety nine percent of us do, to the one percent of guys that get paid to do this. Can he afford to do this? So j- just get my just, but then you have people out there in the sea, man, at a at a national event that think they should get one hundred percent deals and and travel money. What's wrong with our industry? That's what's wrong with our industry. That is exactly what's wrong with our industry. Thomas, the reason he won't have a ride next year is because he won't get paid. Because nobody, look, we'll come, we, we always said we're going to come to this point where our top pro driver is not going to have a ride next year. Right? And you're not, like, people are like, well, he could just go Mugen. Or he could go this. If you're not going to get paid a, a living salary, how can you dedicate your full time to being a pro driver? Let that sink in for a little bit. Let that sink in. 
Here we have a man who's still capable of winning any race out there. De devoted world champion, world champion, multi-time national champion, DNC winner. You name it, big races, he's won it. Podium, multiple world championships. At 30, out. This has happened before. Stephen Hartson won the 2013 Four Wheel Drive World Championships out of RC two years later. Matt and, and Mark, well, Matt and the Francis brothers, world championships, world champions out of RC into the real world. But yet, that guy in the seaman thinks he deserves travel money and he, he deserves a 100% deal. Well, you know what? If you ain't making A mains at national events on a regular, you don't deserve that. I said it, and that's how it's going to have to be. It's not wild. It's not wild. Because the industry is self, the, the whole, this whole sponsor everybody, this whole give everybody a deal. All that's eaten up, man. All that has to come. These drivers cost money. They cost travel money, especially Ty, because he came with Gord. But let's throw Gord out of the, let's throw Gord out of the, let's throw Gord out of the, 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 the whole scenario. RC fan, who do you think cannot afford Ty? If he doesn't get a if he doesn't get a deal next year, RC fan, then nobody can afford him, or they don't think he's worth it. Donnie's dad brings up one point that we all fail to realize: we have to have outside money pumping into RC to fix it. We can't have our outside money pumped into RC because we have no structure, no personality, no fucking nothing. We are, JQ said it best. We are nerds in a field. And everybody in RC thinks they deserve the best when they don't. A lot of people didn't like what TLR done with their, their contingency thing and all that type of stuff. I loved it because it makes you work for your deal. Hey, we're going to give you 30%. But if you want to make some money, you got to do well. Imagine that. You got to do well to get more. You got you to gotta do well to get more. Wow. That's how the real world works. You do well in your job, you get more. Exactly, Tommy Lavesi. I understand, and let's be honest, this hobby isn't grand enough to afford these drivers. Why isn't this hobby growing? Why? Because there's no collective movement from the anybody in RC racing to promote RC racing on the true professionals in a, in a true professional way. I say it, and I'll say it again. We have professional RC racers in RC not being used in a professional way. Way. We don't have any structure. We have no professionalism. We have no character. We have nothing. We have characters. We do have we have Ryan Mayfield. We have Co Ogdens. We have these guys. Don't get me wrong. It's getting better. Guys are being themselves. 
They're allowing people to do things more. But RC racing is fucking small. And everybody says they need the best deal. Are you worth the deal that you have? Like I said, there's a man who's a world champion. He, was, he wasn't a world champion 20 years ago, almost 10 now. He won his world championship in 2014. He has podiumed. He podiumed 2016. He podiumed 2018. And he didn't podium 2022, but I think he finished top five. Right? This man might be out of RC at 30 years old. Think about that. Think about that. But yet, Joe Blow, who finishes in his regional races in the pro class, number one, and, and is in his 55th at, at PNB or DNC in the pro class, doesn't go that deep. He needs travel. Nah. That's what's wrong with our hobby. That's what's wrong with our sport. All right. So we have some questions real quick. That's my rant. Going to 2024. Think about that. Charlie Mack, Carson Winemont, or Howard Spell. Great job about left to pursue an actual career. Besties pros can hope for is past studies to do like lots. Tebow Drake, start branding off real name image. Ryan Mayfield, still fast. Still fast. And Carson Winemont actually builds cars. He's like his, he did that. So he built off road cars and all that stuff. He did that for his dad. So, Brent Jackson, FP Racing was picked up on TV and millions spent to promote it, but it also has fallen off after one year. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so clinic, so Tony will know this. Charlie Carson's dad is an icon in real off racing. It was inevitable. There you go. Tommy says, 100% agree, Lefty. I agree a ton. I think about how bad it is for us boat racers where there's absolutely no promotion Hardly no sponsors whatsoever, and yet we wonder why we aren't growing. Yeah, boat racing, and no young people in boat racing. That's why I'm trying to get to a race. Ryan K., RC racing feels a lot like BMX. I've done both. It exists, but not talked about much. But guess what? BMX is bigger than RC racing. D70 says, I think companies are seeing the pros cost, cost more and they can bring in they that they can bring in more profit and lower levels, regular hobbyists and bashers. I agree with that too. But at the end of the day, you're making race vehicles that are raced by other professional teams. At some point, you want to compete on that level. Just like do you think that in motocross, if let's use Formula One. Do you think that Ferrari winning in Formula One helps them sell more cars? Absolutely not. Motocross. Do you think people ride bikes because maybe because a certain person, but it's it's a it's competition. Competition at the end of the day. We do compete, right? That's the that's the mindset why we cannot go professional. That is the absolute mindset why we cannot go professional. That's why we can never be taken seriously because we're too worried about 
our deals on a lower level. Don't get me wrong. Those people are very important. But guess what? There was a time in RC when deals didn't exist. Not everybody got a deal. You have to work for it. No, so here's the point. Nobody spends more money than intermediate race. And I think people don't base their brand loyalty off our pros run, but who's fast at our local track instead. You know why? Because there's not a lot of people racing. If more people were racing, that would mean more money coming into, into RC racing. But there is no, none, zero, zilch, nada, absolutely nothing, no effort from the it, the RC industry, racing industry to grow RC racing. The two fucking word about impressing the small group of people that other and pilfering drivers from each team as they can. That's it. That is it. Instead of thinking big. But you know why? People don't want more races coming into RC. Because the more people that come into RC, the more insignificant that intermediate local pro becomes. His deal goes away. It all That's what it comes down to, man. The RC industry has made a great illusion of making everybody feel that they're important. Don't get me wrong. We're all important. RC is awesome. We can go race with these pro guys. We can do all this type of stuff with them. We can hang out with them. And that doesn't change. But I will tell you that not 99% of us don't have the ability that those pro guys had. The average jurors keep everything running, just like the average jurors in motocross go out there and buy motocross bikes and buy bikes from them. What's the difference? There is no difference. Arshi's fucking word, man. It is a word conundrum. It is weird. If a hundred people got into RC right now, right now, if I could say, boom, there's a hundred people in RC, it will make a difference in RC racing. If a hundred people bought motorbikes, motocross bikes tomorrow, it would be a pissing in the ocean. You got what I'm saying? I'm not thinking of one or two people. I'm thinking one hundred thousands of people the bottom line is the industry is too the industry manufacturers are too focused on trying to where's the 25 peso coin Dominican Republic this is the pie no no hold on here is shut up JQ go away I'm making a point go sleep I'm, you know what in fact I'm banning JQ he can't come in there. Here's the RC pie. This is a five peso uh, coin, Dominican Republic. That's the pie in RC. Right now, that's split into so many slivers. There's not enough for everybody to eat. Some people eat more than the other. Right? That's five pesos. That's where five pesos. That's what we're fighting over right now. Here's 25 pesos. That's Four, five times more than that. That's bigger, right? Much more of a bigger pie to eat. Much more of a bigger pie of, to eat from. 
it's Ernie physics. If that gets bigger to this, it's more for everybody. JQ showed up. He should be asleep. Oh, shit. It's 12 o'clock. I didn't even realize how late it was. 12 o'clock. But honestly, just let that sink in to you guys before we, we go on. Ty Tasman might not have a deal next year. I don't know if he's retired. I don't know if he's coming. He, he might. He might. He might have a ride. All that type of stuff. That would be great because it would be sad if Ty Tasman is still at the peak of his career is out of RC racing on a professional level. Tyrone will be fine. He'll probably become a welder up there in Canada and make real money. But think about it. What what feeds more people? This, this? What would you rather fight over? This five peso? Or this 25 pesos? That's my rat. Donnie said, there are many different ways to enjoy the RC hobby. Racing is one corner. Crawling and drifting are huge as well, not just bashers. Agreed. But I don't know anybody that's getting paid professionally to do crawling, and I don't know anybody that's paid to do professional drifting in RC racing. In, R in, in RC racing, we have paid professionals. I'm not saying F them sponsors, Charlie Mac. I'm just trying to show you that if a paid professional can't get, can't, can't get paid to do his job, we're, we're really not in a good state. But yet that C-Man driver thinks he deserves travel and 100%. Can't contingency. How are we going to get young people to stay into RC? No money in it. But we need to grow it, right? I will quote JQ. A rising tide raises all ships. If a thousand people got it, uh, he says a hundred people would make a difference. It would. Trust me, it would. If a thousand people got into RC tomorrow, everything would be better. If 10,000 people got into RC racing tomorrow, it would change everything. If a hundred thousand people got into it, all right, that's a lot. Let's say 20, 30,000 people got into it. We are, uh, it would be a lot more. But at the same time, the insignificance of people goes down. The more people that get into RC, the less significant, the less deals are going to be given out because the people, companies won't have to do that. But like I said, there was a time when you had to earn your deal and not just sending up. And get me, get, don't get me wrong. It is absolutely nothing wrong if people having a deal. I just think that there should be some rules and regulations to it. So what I'm saying is basically that the industry as a whole cannot focus on trying to grow RC because they're too busy defending their little piece of this five peso coin instead of having a bigger piece of the 25 peso coin. Garrett Gatewood, I wonder what percentage of races actually pay retail on a car versus just go with who will give 
them a deal starting out. I will guarantee you now that being a retail customer is the abnormal thing in RC now. Has been for quite some time. If left, if less, Charles McKenzie, if less deals were given, more capital and capacity for pros and event recognitions. Yes. More focus on, there could be more focus on promoting the sport to everybody. Brent Jackson, I can see your point. Chassis manufacturer deals, but small companies like RC Body Hammer rely on sponsorship deals to get word out at local level. Very few hobby shops pick up my products because they are designed to keep racist rides in good shape. Hobby shops don't want to lose body paint. I'm not talking about that. There's all, as long as RC's been around, there's always been little shops like that, little businesses like that. I'm talking about, but I'm talking about her is mainly chassis companies. And I'm going to throw in tire companies as well. Not mainly chassis companies. JV, at the end of the day, a big picture, proof of governing bodies needs to create an elite level of racing with prize funds for pros. Why not have a $500 buggy entry fee for pro and have cash prize funds? Well, you know what? The IFMAR Worlds cost $500 to enter. How much money do they pay out? None, because the track has to make money off that. Ooh, Kevin Abbott, what do you agree on 100%? My... My coin demonstration? What's up, Kevin? How are you? Nick Salto. Sorry, but I realized J Concepts, for example, really doesn't go through their go through their list of drivers. You know how many people that got on that don't race because they have been there for the last five years and tried to justify that they are people who are trying to get on who what? Okay, there's lots of people out there sitting on deals that they shouldn't have that don't race anymore, in my opinion. EKJ24,000 ties an asset to any company he does, social media and video. Why is it to say that? This is why I say Ty is underrated. Why they do Mayfield or Fend, why they don't do Fend or May? Because I think, I think the big thing with Ty is that for the longest while, he has to come with Gord, right? So that's where the so Connor Gord's magic of being that guy has worn off a bit. I'm not saying that the knowledge that Gord has and doesn't doesn't value isn't a value, but companies just don't see no value of paying that. So Ty's gonna probably have to go on his own and do this. I have paid for everything we have a race with. I pay for I so what. I mean, that's what you do when you have a, a sport or a hobby. You pay for it. I pay for the food that I eat every day. RC racing isn't isn't mandatory. It's a luxury. But when it becomes your job, it becomes mandatory. We 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 have no separation. People can't separate that. Donnie said, "RC armor is great, especially the battery straps." I agree. I have some in my car. Kevin Abbott says, I agree. Sponsorship needs to be given more strictly. I agree. But the companies all have to agree to that. Clinic, 
there there has been money races. Yes, there has. In fact, uh, you guys had one up there in. You had one up there in, in Parump. Is I saying that right? Tommy Lavesi. Let's be honest. The governing bodies aren't doing a job to grow this hobby. It should be them promoting events, getting it on TV, bringing outside money and find a way and get it done. All that takes promotion. Be, look at Roar. I agree. They should be. I, I, I don't harp on Afra too much because Afra has been doing this for a long time. But Roar has just turned around this year. Somewhat this year. You, just somewhat. Just somewhat. RC New in America is the wild, wild west right now. Joe Jenkins, I mean, it happens. Sergio Perez probably won't have a ride after the next year either. Similar results are tied. It does. But you know what? In F1, there isn't a guy that's down there saying who's finishing in. Well, first of all, they don't have no B mains and there's and stuff in F1. But there's no guy down there that's saying that he needs travel money. Who's let's say for he's in the C. I'm just saying there's a guy down there in C main that truly believes that he needs travel money at 100 percent deal. Kevin Abbott says, bring back the meaning of sponsorship. Being a hobby shop supporter is, is more rare than sponsorship without hobby shops, RC is gone. Brick and mortar shops in general are disappearing. Amazon, eBay has made sure of that. But I'm not, I'm not against that at all. RC racing is only 1% of the RC hobby. The only way to grow is to put more effort into reaching the basketball. I agree. 100%. 100% with you. That's why I agree with what... Uh, Mark Sumter is doing. I see Kevin Talbot is now doing more racing stuff as well. But we as RC racers have to stop being these we're so great. Look at my $5,000 and matching everything I have. Hey, my pen. It's matching my paint job on my car. We need to stop that. We're all legends on our own mind in RC. We're all in our own RC bubble. Yeah, that's something we talked about. Raw needs to have more races regionally. That's something they're working on. Sean <laughs> Port says eBay is all I buy from. Local hobby shop doesn't carry Taylor because nobody, because everybody has a deal. Nobody's going to buy from them. Nick Saltu. What's these? What's with these companies and these ambassador programs or contract customer? That's sponsorship. So this is you want this is what's gonna happen. Ty's just the first one that's gonna fall. There's gonna be more. There's gonna be more falling. I think there's gonna be a time where there's gonna be no paid professional RC races. And how boring is that gonna be? Kevin Stewart, or oh, because Bashers sell more than RC race part. Yeah, because Bashers ain't sponsored. Same thing. If I'm a hobby shop, I'm carrying Traxxas and the Horizon shit. That sells. I'm not carrying a whole bunch of RC stuff unless I have a track. 
you carry a whole bunch of RC stuff. So some guys can say, well, can I get my team discount at your hobby shop? Oh, Charlie Max, S off to my job. Shout out to my job and American Express for getting me to Silver State. There you go. You, but that's what you want to do, right? I want to go to Comic Con in San Diego next year. I got to pay for that. Nobody's going to pay for me to go to that because that's something I want to do. James Titus. What's up, James? How boring or how good will it be for the growth of the hobby? What is exactly? So, I don't know, man. I just thought that would be my rant of the year. Her was on... No, I hope that Ty gets a deal and stays racing. I hope he does. I really does. I really do. Because I think if he starts... If, if, if that happens, then starts to collapse of everything else. It may take... Five years, it may take 10. Oh, James says, he asked, how boring would it be without pro drivers? Well, I don't care what anybody says, but I like watching the pro drivers race. I am never going to be a pro driver. You're never going to be a pro driver, James. 99% of the people that are on this podcast right now are not going to be pro drivers. We can drive, we can race, we can still enjoy the hobby at that point. You may not be a person that freaks out over pro drivers, but I would say more people do. Intermediate has some good races too. But let's put it this way. If the pros don't matter, then why do they, why do people encourage them to come to these big races? If the pros don't matter, why do you watch any type of motorsports? Just because we can do RC doesn't mean pros don't matter. I happen to like watching these pro guys race. I think most people do. I happen to watch like I happen to watch to like people who are extremely talented at what they do perform against each other. Just like basketball, just like football, just like soccer, just like F1, just like MotoGP. Motocross, Supercross, all that type of stuff. I enjoy that. Very good, Tyler Studer. If pros don't matter, why does the viewer count go up to the thousand at big events and the pro class comes one? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Sebastian from Colombia. Only pros must be sponsored now. Anyone can have some kind of sponsorship that must end for the RC market to grow as well as hobby shops and tracks. Yep. Man, this hat's taken a long time to break in. James says, I'm not saying that they don't matter. However, in my experience, the growth mainly comes from regular guys racing against each other. That doesn't stop. That doesn't stop. Why does that stop? Like, I don't get why people don't. Like, you know what stops? The illusion of being a pro. Because that's what the RC industry has done a good job. Selling you all the illusion. 
league race. Race because you love it. Watching pro drivers is brilliant. Why can't we do that? Do you think people that are out there punting around on a motocross bike at their local track with their friends they're racing against ever think they're going to be supercross racers? No. I do have a big head, Sean. This was the biggest hat they had. Five, seven, and five eights. It's just taking a long time to form to my head. Exactly, Kevin. So I watch it. Hey, we get from when the inter... Don't get me wrong. There's some great races intermediate. There's some great races in sportsmen. But online, that's why you have pro drivers. Use these freaking pro drivers to sell RC racing. You know what I mean? That's what they're used for. It's it's nothing wrong with admiring guys that are better than you at something. We do it all the time in every other sport. I will agree if you heard Charlie Mack. <clears throat> Watching a sportsman seaman is 10 times more entertaining than some of the pro races where I don't like when they do check out. I do not like when pro racers check out. But it doesn't matter. What's better for selling RC racing? Watching me do 3,050 fucking barrel rolls down the straightaway or watching two pro guys, three, four, five pro guys battling out, doing these jumps perfectly, doing everything good. Nobody wants to see Lefty the Great idiot driving, trying to make his way around some track, looking like a freaking pleb. Nobody wants to see that. I don't want to see that. At all. Dude, when you put your best foot forward, what you tell me what professional sport in this world shows fucking the guys who can't make it around the track without crashing. Nobody. There's a reason. You know, in Supercross, there's like 50 people that don't make that race, that night race. Why does everybody have to be good in RC? Why does everybody? That's what pro races are for. A dollar, Donnie's dad, you pay too much to see me. I can show you how to crash really good. But it's the truth of the matter. And people don't want to hear that. I actually agree with Tyler Studer. He says, nothing against streaming the other classes at these big events, but I think more effort needs to be put into the pro race videos or streams. Better video quality to start with and then more promotion for only pro class. That's what people want to see. Not a bunch of C-man guys banging around the track of each other. That that is the that is the truth, the hard truth that people don't wanna 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 understand. The problem is that we have to give everybody. I when I call us race, I try to give everybody that same excitement. I've seen some great races. Paul Bro, they have no pro real pro drives. They had Ryan Lutz, Cole Ogden, but they had some great fucking races and they were awesome. Came down to the end of the finish. But in between those races, there were guys making a whole bunch of mistakes. Do you want to go watch a professional basketball team that turns the ball over every time they go race it? Can't dunk, can't shoot rough or nothing? No. We do have pro races, D70. It's called the pro class. The problem is, if you focus on that class, people are going to say you're being biased in this way and that way. I don't know. 
we have to accept that we still need a pro class in RC. Racing. Just like Supercross needs Supercross pro racers, just like motocross and Formula One, basketball, football, real football, baseball. They still tune into what? How many people tune in? Okay, I would say the only, the only, only exception to this would be college football and NFL. I think college football might be a more, more popular than NFL. But worldwide, NFL is more popular. That's just my thoughts. Anyway, I don't have any more drinks. I'm out. It's now 1230. I left my kids at home. <laughs> my kids are home babysitting each other. Um, we began for three hours and 23 minutes. Um, Why not? We do have a pro series. It's called the actual pro class of RC racing. It just happens to be with bigger races. I don't, we did try to have a pro only series. It was called RCGP. It was completely rejected. B Carson, what are the qualifications of a pro driver? Well, let's put it this way. Let's name some, before I go, let's name some pro races that are of high quality. I would say we have SIC coming up. We have DNC coming up. We have PMB. We have Silver State, Nationals. Wicked Weekend is another big attended pro race. Those are some that I make of. Then we have a world championship. If you ain't making, a, if you ain't making the A final at all, at, 75% of those races to 80% of those races, then you're in a pro. Garrett Gateway, do you think all races should go kind of like Raw, where their classes are mostly based off chassis sponsor, I sportsman, no sponsor? Raw does not have nothing like that. In Raw, you race one class and that's it. That's it. You race and that's where you finish. Like how it used to be back in the day. Joe Jenkins, I always heard if you have any sort of sponsorship, you should not run sportsmen, but that happens a lot. Guess what? Sponsorship does not dictate the level, your, your driving level in RC anymore. It did 25 years ago. It doesn't now. Uh, he said roar. No, because, dude, there's literally people that get into RC and in two months they have a, a chassis sponsorship. That person been racing for two months. They have a chassis sponsorship. That person is in a, a sportsman racer. No. Sponsorship's gone. You don't get it. Sponsorship doesn't mean shit no more when it comes to the level of your driving skill. That's the hard pill that nobody wants to swallow. 
It doesn't mean anything. I'm happy when people get sponsored. Don't get me wrong. You save some money. You do all that type of stuff. But sponsorship does not equal skill level. I know guys that have got great deals. They're not good drivers, but they're great ambassadors. They help people at races. They do all the type of stuff. I saw a guy I bought at Wikipedia and bump out from the bottom man and sportsman buggy come off the stand. So what? So what? Why? Why wasn't he bottom man? Maybe he had issues. Oh, I know. you're talking about um, uh, what's his name? X-ray driver. He's good. Probably should have been an intermediate. But guess what? He had issues, and he was in the bottom man of, of sportsman, and he had a bump all the way up. You think he didn't deserve to be in the A man after bumping up through? And a different A final, different finals. Absolutely. That's why they call it a bump. That's that's why they call it bumping up. What integrity? What structure? There is none. Joe, there should be racist what it's called integrity. What? What? There shouldn't be no classes. What? Finish where you race. Go to the nationals. Go to the nationals. You want to you you want to see where you really stand in RC racing? Go to a nationals. That will that will put you in your place real quick. It doesn't matter because sponsorship doesn't matter anymore. Sponsorship just helps you race. Sponsorship helps you buy more stuff. It's like when people tell me they got picked up by a team. You didn't get picked up. You sent in a fucking resume. We'll never go back to one class. You're crazy. I think the Nationals are the best, best events that they have in America, RC fan. I think it's the one race in America where the rest, where Americans race like the rest of the world. Ladder form up if my style and no and and no classes. I'm not saying every race has to be like that. But if you're gonna cross, there's no there's so there so what eight Jesus. I was gonna I was gonna go, but now we'll get back another round. So and so let's take 10 scale. 10 scale, you have stock and you have mod, right? And then you have 21.5, and you have you actually have there's, you actually have a mechanical difference in the cars, right? You do. So you have 21.5, you have 17.5, you have 13.5, and then you have mod. So there's a, a mechanical difference. It's kind of like motocross, 250. Well, let's go back to old school motocross. You had 125, 250s, and then you had 500. That's old school. Now you have 250. What's the, you have the PB classes, and you have 250, and you have 450. There's no separation like that in eight scale. That's that's the problem. In a good in a in a perfect world, there'll be a separate uh, something to separate these classes, but there isn't. So now we have these imaginary lines that have been drawn up, which separates people. But there's no real rules and regulations there. P- I, I constantly hear people say, "Well, that guy sponsored. He shouldn't be a sportsman." I think everybody's fucking is sponsored nowadays. Yeah. 
Like I said, I see people that get in this hobby and three months later, they have a sponsorship. There should be a rule. You have to at least be racing two years and have two years worth of proof before you get a chassis sponsorship. There is... All right, Donnie's dad. I'll see you guys at SIC. Thank you, buddy. Sponsorship is completely out of hand. But nobody wants to do nothing about it. Because it's all a dick measuring contest, too. I got 50% off. I got 75% off. I'm doing this. But you guess what? A 75% deal is just as good as that 35% deal at a different company. It's all an illusion, man. It's all an illusion. Boom. And here's how we fix it. You should have to fill out a generic application at Roar to become sponsored. We'll talk about more than that on another thing. So what, Kevin Stewart? No matter the deal, you're still paying. Why should you get free stuff? I like to go out to eat. I like to take my family out to eat, right? It's a luxury. I can't afford to go out to eat every day. I can't afford to go out every week. It's once a month. You got to pay in life. Do I go into Walmart and say, hey, I like this cup, but I want a 50% deal. Get the fuck out of her. <clears throat> Tell me where you go anywhere, anywhere. Hey, I want to fly to America. I want a better deal. Give me 50% off. Come on, guys. You guys, you guys are not dealing with reality. So what? If this cop costs $15, if I want it, I go pay $15 for it. But in RC, I want to pay 10. Yeah, you guys don't want to hear the hard truth. And I'm just saying, look, I look, I have no issue with the classes. And all that type of stuff. I just get tired of hearing people say, well, here's a sportsman. He shouldn't be sponsored. Well, he shouldn't be doing this. He should. I think that it it just, it comes down to the, this whole big fact that sponsorship does not equate, equate to skill level anymore. So who gives a fuck? If everybody's going to be sponsored, which pretty much is the normal thing now, then it doesn't matter who that is in in. in 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 um if who's sponsored in sportsman because probably 80% of the people in that class are sponsored with him. It's it's just it's I, I hate to break it down to you guys, but that's just the, the facts of the matter. And if if guess what? You know why Ty Tessman probably can't get a deal next year? to get paid to do something that he loves, that he's worked his ass off to do something, it's because everybody's on a goddamn deal. Guess what? If I was doing this podcast in a different industry, I'd actually make a living wage and pay my bills. But I don't. If I kissed ass and said everything was right and, and went 
and did everything that everybody says and was a yes man, then I'd probably make some money and just about not to make my wage. But no, we choose to push issues and make RC better. And of course, we get blacklisted for that. Luckily, the people also see, but also, look, I'm, I'm all about the people, but sometimes the people have to be told about themselves too. RC will not grow until the industry as a whole concentrates on growing RC racing. But the industry is too scared to meander from the path that they're on in the fear of losing one or two drivers. I'm not saying sponsorships should go away. It's not going to happen. I'm saying there should be some control on it. It's always been shown. Prohibition doesn't work. There will always be some way to get around it. Legalize it. Control it. Put some rules to it. And it will be a lot better for everybody. But that takes structure. That takes people wanting to piss people off. That takes people... Like for me... If you're a prolific chassis jumper or sponsor jumper, there should be some rule that you don't get sponsored for two years by any company. But the problem is some other small company that's trying to make a name is going to sponsor you. But there should be some repercussions there. But that takes all the companies getting together, having a meeting and having a, a discussion about stuff. Bring some prestige back to sponsorship. Make it worth something. Then we can start saying, well, that guy's actually sponsored because he's good. He shouldn't be in sportsman instead of, oh, he's only beating me because he's sponsored. No, he's beating you because he's better than you. That's the hard spill you don't want to swallow. Nobody's in charge, Tyler Studer. That's the problem. You know, oh, you know who's in charge? The people with the most money in the industry. That's who's in charge because they can afford to do things that others can't. So it takes some discipline. That's why I, you like when everybody was pissing and moaning about TLR and what they're doing with the RPP program, I thought it was freaking awesome. Make you responsible for your deals. Damn it. Make you responsible. You only got 30% off. Well, guess what? Go out there and do well. Do well. You got some money back. Yeah. And more companies should do that. Lower the cost of RC. Allen Wrench for taking nuts off your wheels costs $25. How can they lower the cost when everybody's getting a deal off that $25 wrench? Don't you look, Jason Renner made a very good point on one of his podcasts on RIP on the uh, Radio Impalm podcast. He said when he was a kid, he wanted a claw buster so bad, but he calculated it. The claw buster was like $300 and $400, like $400 back then in the 80s. And he calculated it. He calculated that's just for the kit. It was $350 back in the 80s. He said, not right now, in, the, in this time of day, it will be $800 just for the kit. RC hasn't gotten more expensive. Life has gotten more expensive. 
Everything's gotten expensive. You can go buy that same $25 nut wrench at you guys live in America. You have Home Depot, Lowe's, all those Mac Masters, all that type of stuff. TLR tried to start the trend, but got flamed for it. And other companies scooped, it, scooped up a lot of their guys and left because they got cut. That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about in a nutshell right there. Everybody's scared to do it because they're afraid of losing, losing that, that first hit. That first hit's going to be hard. Now, TLR can take it because they got Horizon, but not all these other companies can. You know, that is the problem. But you you see that more and more companies will start doing what they're doing. They took a hit. But guess what? TLR is still here. People are still signing for them. They're still going for race to races. People are still participating in the RPP program. Another point from a person that actually works in the RC industry, Math Olson. Wrench costs $8 to make. Think about employees, insurance, quality at that. Sit $16 for a McDonald's meal. Cost of raw goods is going up. Make raw goods cost less. Prices will go down. Less deals, too. When everybody has a discount, everything goes up. It's like people who get a 75% deal of MSRP. You're not getting 75% off retail. You're getting 75% off an inflated MSRP price. And you know what? Nobody likes to see anybody in RC make money. These companies have to make money. This podcast has to make money. I have to make money. Because it's not only enough to survive in RC. You have to. Th- it's not good enough to just survive. You have to thrive. Because none of you guys out there are going to work just to survive. You want to thrive. I want to thrive. I want to take my family on vacation. I want to build a house. I want to do this. Now, I could do that if I go do something else. But I choose RC. To do it. I'm just fortunate enough to do it, do something that I love, and make a really scratch out a living out of it. Trust me, because it's just about that. Probably going to be less now after this podcast. But this is what Lefty Off the Records are about, right? Or about sitting on her having a hard conversation about the reality of RC. I happen to be a person that has to travel around and see lots of different things. We are very fortunate to do RC racing. It is not a, it is not a, necess- it's a, not a necessity. It's a luxury. We get to do it. And we get to, to enjoy it. And everything is more expensive nowadays. RC is still relatively the same cost as it was back in the day. No difference. Like everything, everything is inflated. Now, cost, the amount of stuff that we use has increased. Amount of tires, amount of this, amount of that, trying to be the best, trying to do this. But that's a whole other rant for another day. That's what, for the life of me, I can't understand why eight scale is so against uh, spec tires, but that's a rant for another day. You see what I'm saying? These companies have to have to not only survive, they have to thrive. Because none of us in this chat want to work for minimum wage and scrape by every month. Now that goes the same for the RC companies too. 
Good night, Kevin Stewart. Bruggy for life. It's not Truggy no more. Joe Jenkins, you should do a studio tour video one day. I am. I, so I have to really fix my studio up, and I'm very proud of my action figures, Joe Jenkins, and I, I have some that I have to unbox and set up. I'm thinking I'm off all of February, and then I have some boats that I have to mount up as well. So <clears throat> I, uh, I'm just kind of waiting until I do all of that. And then I'll do a full tour. Like I'll walk from my house here and do a tour and all that type of stuff. But thank you guys for joining me. Um, Rick Hayes, if the other brands did what TLR did, people would actually buy the best car for their driving style or with the best support. Maybe that scares some of them. That is a fucking great point too as well, Rick Hayes. Very great point. Very great point. Very good point. Um, but anyway, guys... I was a great lefty off the record. I went way longer than I thought I was, but you know how it goes when we start ranting on these type of stuff. I love all you guys. Um, you know, when I start getting on these rants, it's nothing personal. It's just my thoughts and what I think what's going on in the hobby sport. I want to see things better. And I will quote JQ again, a rising tide raises all ships. And we all get better if the industry gets better. Thank you for the awesome 2023. None of this would have been possible without you, you guys' support. I'll see a lot of you at these races coming up and over the year. I do have a podcast dropping next week. It will be... um, It's with Track Rats, guys. It's pretty hardcore. It's all about the 12-scale worlds and all that stuff. It's pretty fun, though. It was a fun chat with them. That'll come out next week. I will. Tr I'm really going to try and do some live shows from the races, probably SIC and Florida Carpet Championships, Florida RC Championships. We'll see if Beast of the East allows for that. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to 2024, man. Thank you, guys. I love you all. Seriously. And thank you, guys, for making some idiot who talks too much about RC, making his dream come possible. I, I do want to race a little bit more next year. And, um, yeah, we'll be doing more Lefty Off The Records next year as well. So thank you. And watch out for Elite RC Productions. We're, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff next year. And I look forward to 2024 and RC racing. Uh, if you want something to call RC, message me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Please, guys. Message me if you want. Email me. The no name RCPC at gmail.com. Go to episode 264. If you want something there, Email me if your shipping address, what you want, and all that type of stuff so I can send this out. If it doesn't come to me by the end of January, that's it. You're not going to get it. If you want something on the call RC, um, program this week, let me know. Tommy, we're actually trying to work on doing something for the Nats this year in Atlanta. We'll see how it works for the, for the boat races. Um, please email me. You guys have a safe and happy New Year's. Be safe. All that good stuff. Don't do nothing too crazy. And let's make 2024. Let's make a change in 2024. You, me, everybody, we can be an ambassador for RC. Let's get new people into RC racing. Let's show the world what we do. Let's stop being nerds in the field. And let's start being proud of what we do. You know, and bragging about RC racing and what we do and showing people what we do. And let's get more people. I love you guys. One love. Lefty is out. 
looking for the outro. Oh, sorry. Also, I wanted to say thank you to all of the awesome people that support this podcast, the, the NNRC squad, the patrons, the NNRC patrons, the NNRC YouTube members. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you to all the companies that support the podcast. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sunpedal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Hot Race, Tires, Mayako, Beach RC, Clinic RC, Techno RC, Ignite Design RC, Stacked RC, Donovan RC, Racecraft USA, Florida Carpet Championships, Elite RC Productions. Shout out to SJ Racing, Carl RC, House of RC, RCGP, David Ronfolk, Jared Tebow, Robert Batty, Alexander Hagberg, Maddie G. If you guys want to help the podcast, there's written links in various other podcasts. I'll add them to this one later. Affiliate links, all that type of stuff. Go there. Spend some money. Help us out. We appreciate it. Thank you. Love you guys. Lefty is... Uh, <laughs> because I want to be sponsored by Lefty. I can sponsor you with unicorn dollars. I got billions of them. Billions and billions of unicorn dollars. That said, Lefty is out.